Carla's Buzz Babies. We are back for another episode of Blake's Buzz. And this week's Carla. <laughs> wow. Okay. This week's <laughs> this week's episode, Carla Nappy is in the house. And that name may ring a bell because she's got a sci-fi insane comic out right now by the name of Duplicant. It's creepy. It's got nanobots. It's kind of like a little too close to home, but in that really kind of scary, exhilarating kind of way. Uh, she's got a Kickstarter live right now. We're here to talk about it tonight for issue five. I'm excited. You better be excited. If you're not, get excited because it's going to be a fun chat. Carla, how you doing tonight? I am awake and that is a good thing because <laughs> it would be hard to talk to me if I was sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you know, we could, we could make it work. <laughs> we could, we'll edit that in post and then like... <laughs> we'll edit that in post. <laughs> Add in the, the eyes moving and the mouth talking. I'll go. Yeah, my kid, my kid fell asleep on the way home. So my husband was like, did you fall asleep? Because I was up there for so long. He's like, don't you have a podcast? And I'm like, I'm awake, but he's on my arm. <laughs> like nobody can move. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's funny. So you're um, you're in the midst of a, of a Kickstarter campaign for the the fifth. Uh, I almost said fifth episode, the the fifth issue of, of Duplicant that everybody just really seems to love and enjoy talking about. Um, and I, I I know like everybody's covered this already, but like, you know, you wrote this, <laughs> pan, you wrote this like pandemic story mm-hmm. before our real pandemic story happened. And I know everybody keeps talking to you about like, <laughs> oh yeah, you were just writing this and you were like, no, it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, you said it was a, didn't you mention it was a pilot you were working on a pilot that's what yeah this- so uh, originally how it came to life was I was working as a script coordinator on the tv show suits and I had just gotten my first agent after I had written an episode of suits and he said I want you to come up with five different ideas so we can possibly take those out for pitching and I said okay so I kind of went through the same thing that we did when we were coming up with ideas for suits and kind of like what they did on law and order, which was look at the headlines. And so I was looking at a bunch of headlines and there were all these headlines about, you know, the nanotechnology at the time, what was happening with that. And I think it was around the same time that like Ray's anatomy was doing the growing of organs. And so that was in the news because that's where they got it from. And I had also just always had it in my head that I wanted to do some sort of version of Repo the Genetic Opera mashed up with Minority Report. Um, And so it was like all that stuff kind of came together in a melting pot and I came up with the pitch and then I decided to write a pilot script about it and I wasn't getting any meetings. I was getting a lot of good feedback on the script, but it wasn't really leading anywhere. So I thought a good way to maybe make myself stand out was to adapt it into like a standalone comic as, as a visual aid to show the executives what this world would look like. And so I was like, well, I don't know anything about writing comic books. This is a whole new world and world for me to learn how to write because in the script world, everything has a very specific format. And so it kind of blew my mind when I found out that comics, there's no set format in comics. It's kind of (laughs) like whatever works for you is what works. But I still was like, I need to know how to write this. So that's when I tracked down the course with Jim Higgins that I took at Meltdown Comics in West Hollywood before they shut down. And that's where I met Ryland, Grant, and Stephen Prince, and Jeff Leeds. And I was just like, well, not only is this a super challenging format of writing, but also I was like, I love that challenge. It wasn't a challenge where I was just like, oh my God, why did I do this? It was a challenge where I was like, (laughs) yes, this is fantastic. It was awesome. 
And so that's how it eventually became a comic book because the class was writing a standalone issue, but, and Ryland did the same thing in this class. We both were just like, let's just make this into like comic book series, you know? And so we pushed our teacher to kind of let us do that with the class. And then he ended up creating a second class for us on how to do a series pitch document for your comic book series. That's cool. That's uh, I just interviewed Rylan. He's he's a he's a good dude. Um, oh, Rylan's the best. <laughs> and and uh, and so so that's how you met all those guys was just in a, in a comic book writing. Course. Yeah, and then a lot of the other comic creators I've met have been a combination of when I would go to all the comic conventions in California because there's so many in like a short uh, a short area that you have to drive through. There's like Long Beach, there's Los Angeles, there's uh, San Diego. And I was lucky enough because of what I was doing to get professional badges, which always helps because San Diego is so freaking expensive. <laughs> and then um, what, during the pandemic, what actually helped me uh, connect with creators was all the Kickstarters, you know, because everyone cross promotes everyone else's campaigns. And so that was a really great way to just meet new creators and make build those friendships and that sort of thing. And then also the podcasts when I would be on with other creators, that was another way that helped me meet other creators as well. Nice. Yeah. I, um, I'm still not getting over that, like launching the blog and now the podcast. And like, I'm still, I'm still not used to like, I, I say this all the time. I'm a freaking broken record, but to read, <laughs> to be able to like read a cool comic and, and be like, Hey, do you, you want to come like talk to me about it for a while? And there, and then you guys are excited. And I'm like, Oh, that's crazy. Like I still, <laughs> It still freaks me out like or like uh kevin asked me to come on his friday night show and i was like i was like i don't have a comic book and he was like no but like you you're like part of the community and i was like what shut up <laughs> i was like i was like what i know i'm not like anyway this is you totally out. are you know who you should uh reach out to too is um spine ticks they have a show they do every Saturday night at 11 my time it starts at 8 uh eastern um pacific time and it's awesome and they bring on other comic reviewers and podcasters all the time to be part of that show oh nice I'll and they definitely drink nice. <laughs> and the curse so it's you know it's a good time <laughs> I, I like uh late night so I've done one live stream right mm -hmm. i my computers is old so it's like it can do stuff but I'm really right. scared of like making it do too much right right, so, like, right when i did the live stream it got like really warm <laughs> it was oh like, yeah it was like yeah. a little it was like a hot little laptop brick oven and uh <laughs> and so i was like man i don't know if i should like I, I was just worried about it but i i was nervous um because i was by myself and you know i knew some of my friends were going to pop in the chat but mm -hmm. it was still like me i'm just live streaming for an hour right <laughs> And, uh, and so I had a few drinks, uh, before and I ended up like drinking a little more than I thought. And then, so like halfway <laughs> through the stream, I was like, oh shit, I'm lit up. Like, and I guess it ended up, it ended up being okay, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, that was an interesting experience, but yeah, it's, um, I've, it'd be, I'm always down to like go on a show or do something like I'm not, I'm, I'm here coming <laughs> around. <laughs> He's so, like, I, I work from home and I do this and it's all like, I just stare at screens all day. Oh, well then you should definitely <laughs> pop in on Saturday night. You just hop in on the YouTube channel and log in for the comments and they shout out everyone who, who joins yes. in and they take questions from the crowd too. So that's cool. Yeah, I, I'm, I dig shows like that. And also not like I know, like Kevin, I always joke with him. I'm like, man, your show, I love watching it on Fridays, but you cost me so much money. 
Like, it's just like, <laughs> I, if I'm already backing them or like, I find like a couple more to back and I'm like, ah, but it's money. Cool. I, yeah. Like, Kickstarter is such a weird, like crazy place. And it's, I love, I love it. And cause I'm like sick and twisted. Cause it's interesting. <laughs> Right. You guys, well, because you guys like stress out and get anxious about it, and a, a lot of your following, and you know, people are telling you like it's gonna back, you're gonna get it, and and you guys are still <laughs> like nervous, and it's just like it's this kind of like comic drama live live on the internet, and it's the true. fluctuate, and it's you know stuff stuff happens, and it's just cool. Well, and- my last campaign didn't fund until literally the last day. Oh wow! <laughs> and I. That was probably the hardest campaign I've ever run. And I was doing like podcast after podcast after podcast. I was doing like ads like crazy. I was doing more promotion than I had ever done for my previous two Kickstarters. And no one was backing. And of course, so I got caught in my head and I was like, no one liked this issue three. <laughs> I was like, they hated it. So, you know, that of course didn't help with me making issue four <laughs> or making issue five. And, um, but I also had like personal stuff going on as well. And then I had a death in the family literally right before the campaign ended. And I was like, I can't keep going with this. So luckily the comic community helped me out and started doing like a hard push for me to help me get over the hump. Cause I still had, I think I still had like a thousand dollars to go before in the last like 24 hours. And I was like, I am so screwed. (laughs) This doesn't fund. So yeah, that one was a real nail biter. So I've, I've been thankful that knock wood, I hope I'm not jinxing myself or crossing all my fingers and not literally knocking the wood that this one is seems to be going okay without me having to do too much heavy lifting at the moment. And this is for duplicate <laughs> issue three that just issue came five. out? Issue uh, no, five. Like the one that almost didn't. Oh, finish. that was issue four. Oh, issue that was four. issue okay. four. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm like one and three are really freaking good. Like, I know that's why I was like, I thought issue three was good, but then one none of my backers were coming back for issue four. I was like, it sucked. Oh man. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. Like I love this comic. Like it really, it really shocked me. Um, I thought I made, (laughs) I thought I made, I was just like getting review copies from people. Mm -hmm. Like it's that. And uh, second sight sent me a bunch of stuff and the, I, the, your, your cover looked really cool for duplicate number one when they sent me a review copy, <clears throat> excuse me. And they, when I opened the review copy, cause sometimes they're toned down to be easy to email and lower right. the file size. <laughs> and you couldn't read the dialogue. Like they sent this <laughs> review copy that was like so pixelated and, and oh, like man. the resolution. And so I was like, I was like, man, and it like kind of looked cool, but I was like, what is this? You can't like, read it. Read. Yeah. So I sent him an email and I was like, Hey guys, I was like, I, re- I really want to review this book, but like, um, the resolution's too low. Like I can't read it. And they they sent me like an 8k resolution, like one gigabyte file of it after. Oh my God. I was, like, I was like, I was like, Oh shit. Did I make them mad? Was that, was that like, a, like, I can, you tell, you, I can tell you from my own files, they're nowhere near that size. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they, they sent me like this crazy high resolution one and I read it and I was like, wow, this is really good. And then, yeah, I, and then I posted my review and then you hit me up and gave me the other issues. And I've been like trying to like read them as they come out so that I don't spoil anything. Um, right. <laughs> Cause I'm bad at that. I'll be like, 
it's, especially like yours was in like a weird place too because like some of us their kickstarter backers had the books before you know now that second sight's putting it out so yeah like, exactly you know, you know i don't i didn't want to like impact your second sight sales by right. being like oh this <laughs> happened oh oops, sorry <laughs> So I know I've been I've been fortunate that my Kickstarter backers haven't been like, hey, <laughs> this is what's happening in issue four. <laughs> and then you also did like a special uh, they did a special cover for your comic for the, the Lost in Comics guys, too. They did. Yeah. So Lost in Comics, uh, they did an exclusive cover, which was their first exclusive cover. And so that was really cool. They they just loved the book so much. They wanted to do their own exclusive cover for it, which was awesome. Yeah, I didn't like that blew my mind. I didn't even know that was like possible like, i didn't even yeah i, I had no one. idea that was a thing either i was like what that's yeah. that's awesome i was like that's like that's pretty badass advertising mm-hmm. um but yeah i thought i thought that was cool and the cover was really cool like yeah it was, it was just a like sweet a, cover it was an awesome cover uh and now i have their i have the lost they sent me a magnet with that too when i bought it so like every time i open <laughs> my fridge i see the lost in comics guys <laughs> yeah i've got it on my fridge too <laughs> So yeah, that's like the one time I said, like, I was like, oh, I'll put this on the refrigerator. And it wasn't like a slight. I was like really excited <laughs> to put that on the refrigerator. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, uh, that's just really shocking to me that your, um, that your campaign almost didn't happen. That's, that's absolutely insane. I don't know if it was just, you know, the campaign ran from, I want to say it was like February to March of this year. So I don't know if it was just a combination of like world events at the time. People yeah. were fatigued with everything that was going on or it was just maybe just not a good time to run a Kickstarter. I just don't know. But that one was just, it was horrible to run that one because I really felt like it wasn't going to fund because it literally didn't until the last day. And, you know, when you don't fund on Kickstarter, you don't get anything. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. Well, and that's just, that's gotta be like, just to like talk to a bunch of weirdos like me and, and do all the like promo stuff. I'm a fellow weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I got, I, I, I appreciate you guys doing the interviews and stuff, but I can't even uh, like when when I interviewed David Popose and and he oh yeah like, I know David <laughs> he does like a million interviews a day when he oh does my god he's he's a machine he just. Well, you yeah. know, I think I think part of it for David too is, you know, he's he he doesn't have a, a small child taking up most of his time. Yeah, you know, so he's he able to, that. you know, he's a small dog taking up a lot of his time. <laughs> but it's and as a as a pet owner, I know how much pets can take up your time. But a child is like oh, whole yeah. other I whole can't, other animal, literally. I can't imagine one uh, one of the guys from Comic Book Yeti, uh, Jimmy. We talk sometimes, and and he was like. He, he told me he's like, man, you get a lot done, and I was, and because I always want to do more, you know, like right. The podcast is getting busier. I haven't been writing as many reviews. Like it goes, like it goes back and forth, and <laughs> and some of the guys are like, dude, you're you're like by yourself and you're doing it. You're doing it, uh, you know, like a pretty good job. And I was like, well, yeah, like I'm single and no kids. Like it's like a lot of these other guys, these reviewers, they're you know, they, everybody's got kids and stuff, and yeah, it just takes time and. So that's why I'm able to like you're like I did three interviews this week and hopefully gonna do some write ups over the weekend and watch some horror movies and oh horror movies nice it's Halloween week it's well, Halloween you not, gotta do it not, well this will come out on Wednesday so happy happy belated Halloween everybody <laughs> uh, hopefully everybody had a good one and I'm just I'm just excited it's the weekend and. I think it's cool. I get to kick my weekend off with the absolutely talented and awesome Carla Nappy, who's <laughs> who's writing a really cool comic called Duplicant that we've been talking about. If, I was going to say if you just tuned in, but that's not how podcasts work. <laughs> <laughs> 
you never know. I'm so good. I'm so good at this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But um, that's you've you've got uh, you've got your campaign going for issue five, and Mm -hmm. it's a very exciting uh, comic. And your um, your Kickstarter builds uh, the the the, not the build, but the quality of like paper stock and stuff you use on your on your Kickstarter releases. I very much appreciate that. Yeah, um, I definitely, I definitely go for the extra, you know, yeah. better than what you would get in a comic book <laughs> store. Cause I'm just like, people are spending so much extra to get these books than they would in a comic book store. I want them to feel like it's worth it. <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts about Kickstarter. Other than like, I love the goodies. Like I always, I always use bookmarks. I read a lot of books at the same oh, okay, time. Yay. <laughs> and so like, yeah, like I love like bookmarks and, and playing cards and stuff. Cause I'll mm-hmm. like use them as bookmarks and I don't know. I just, I just like having all that, all that stuff. I think it's cool to get. Um, and you're, I liked the, how the first two issues you perfect bound them. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Cause um, I had both of them done already. And you know, a couple of people were, I got different opinions on whether I should just do issue one or issue two. And I was like, you know what? I've never done Kickstarter before. I don't know how this is going to work with my time. And at that point, my son was, he was maybe like just over two at the time. Oh. And he was still, uh, I was still nursing him like around the clock. So I really <laughs> did not have any time to myself. And I was just like, I don't know if I can manage this. Let's just do two. Cause they're both done already. And you know, we can perfect bound them and that gives more added value to the customers. And yeah, that first campaign was definitely rough (laughs) the third one was really easy the third the one i not the third kickstarter i did but the one i did for issue three ran like a dream it was great and so far again like crossing all the fingers and knocking wood this one seems like it's going okay um but yeah the first one and and that third one for issue four were they were rough (laughs) that's so it's just crazy because it is such a i don't know such a cool idea like I don't know, organ farming. It's so like, it's so like matrix and creepy. And um, I, okay. So, I mean, we can, we can spoil this from the first issue or I guess, yeah, the first issue, like the, (laughs) as a, as a, as a person who studied literature, I was in an MFA program and, and creative writing and stuff. And to like set up a protagonist in a, in a mini series and, and then kill them and then switch (laughs) switch protagonists like Mm -hmm. i was like just i was like holy (laughs) shit and it works like it worked really well okay and it it worked as like a really great means to like set up the world that you were putting us in Mm -hmm. yeah like you're you're a fucking risk taker and a a wild card (laughs) on the script and that's awesome and i had people that really strongly advised against me doing that actually i I had i I had some industry professionals that were like you can't do that and i was like (laughs) why? Cause I was, I mean, literally like I really didn't get into comics until I was in my thirties. So to me, I was just like, what? I'm like, it's my money that I'm yeah. spending on the first two issues, you know, cause I paid for the first two issues completely out of pocket with my own money. I was just like, it's not like I'm answering to a network or a studio or some like <laughs> Nielsen ratings, advertising something or other. I'm like, who's to say I can't do this. I was like, this is what happens, you know? like sorry yeah no i'm i'm <laughs> so then glad she does did. it and then you know you saw an issue three how she's not completely yeah there's well, 
she's remnants. she's very important. Yeah, she's, she's very, very important. important to the story. Yeah, I don't make it like she's not just a. Even though she dies in issue one, she's not. She's not just there for that one issue. She continues to be a very important part of the story. Yeah. So yeah. So just uh, I don't. But as a. I hate saying cookie cutter because I know it's offensive, but as a person who reads a lot of cookie cutter, like cake, cape comics, and I do because I love it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, like it'll always be like my comic book junk food, you know, that I, that I go to after, you know, when you, when you're, after you eat like your main dinner, like when you get, need your little X-Men snack later or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, you just don't get a lot of uh, storytelling, uh, like throwing a wrench in the gear. It's very formulaic, you know, so it's very it's very exciting as a reader who reads a lot of comics to come across books where you guys are all like you want to surprise us and and you want to test yourself like you want to mm-hmm. tell a different kind of story. I think that's a really important flex. And and I'm glad your new Kickstarter is going well, because, hey, I want it like. <laughs> pure selfish endeavor like i want that i want that issue and that uh, that kickstarter i i have the kickstarter uh black and white variant ordered which is a very hard decision by the way because the colors are really great and i was like and then i was like just get both and then i was like but there's like a lot of campaigns coming out there's I was like, so many campaigns right like, now oh my god you can't get all i was like you can't get all the covers blake i was like i had to, I had to like lay the law down on my own bank account i was like listen dude <laughs> We got shit we need to pay for, so you gotta. Pretend, um, <laughs> well, like, you can always pick up the color version in the comic book store. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I could just yeah. wait for it to wait for the the other uh, other release to come out. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like. I know, how it and happens. I'm sure I'm sure my publisher wants this campaign to succeed too because I can't get them <laughs> issue five. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Well, I mean, hopefully, I mean, I, I would think, you know, just, they're also really good at like their social media presence is pretty smart. Um, they're really good at like uh, tagging reviewers and like putting out like when they release their solicits, they like mm-hmm. tag people online as well saying, hey, our solicits are out. Right. Um, which I appreciate because I forget shit, you know, and I get a million <laughs> I get a million emails like I uh, the email situation. I used to always hear people be like, oh, like can't deal with all these emails. And I was like, oh, okay, emails. And now I get a lot of emails. I'm like, shit, yeah. email, like emails emails, yeah. for real. <laughs> You'll like accidentally like skip, skip over something one time. And it's like a huge, it's a huge deal too. Like, well, it's not just emails. It's, it's emails. It's direct messages on Facebook, oh, on Instagram, yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> on whatever other social media you have it's like five different ways of communicating (laughs) with people (laughs) yeah it's it's it gets intense and then like i have like that people submit stuff through my blog too and it's really aggravating uh it's it's not their fault it's right it's Wix's fault. I don't care. I paid them a lot of money and, and their, their <laughs> website is, is aggravating sometimes, but like <laughs> they they'll like, you can submit like through a, like send me an email basically, but it always comes through as like a contest submission. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, like, yeah. Asking Blake to review your comic. You won, oh, no. you won the <laughs> prize, but I'm like, it's just aggravating. And then uh, people that they'll like post links in it mm-hmm. and they'll be like, Oh, you know, like, like here's a link and then i have to email them back and i'm like can you resend all those links please because they don't work through the submission deal <laughs> and then, oh and man yeah they'll sometimes be like i sent them and i'm like i know you did i'm sorry oh you know what that's the person that you're like 
I don't need your book now. <laughs> right? Like, you're dead to me. You're dead to me. No review for you. No review. <laughs> I don't care if you're an Eisner winner. <laughs> Done with you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, Blake, that guy's huge. You told him to you told him to fuck off. Like, oh. Oh, whoops. you know what? You know what I got? <laughs> Hold on. Where is it? Where is it? I, I have part of it here because I just got in a Kickstarter book. My desk is like a disaster area at the moment. But I got in some artwork with the issue of uh Glarian. Do you read White Ash? Yes. That yes, means mine Glarian. should be coming soon. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. I was very excited and I read the issue and I'm like, where's the rest of it? I need more. Oh, here it is. Oh, that's yes. I've, I got to post this on my social media. This is like one of my all-time favorite characters ever. Yeah, Love it's this. uh that book blew me away. Oh my god, all of them. I know I I got the whole the hardcover of White yeah. Ash and I was just I like literally burned through it in probably like a, an hour. I was just like I got to keep reading. <laughs> so 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 flashback to when I did this other podcast and interviewed Kevin Cuff and Bob France. Um that Kickstarter was live when we were doing mm-hmm. this interview and they were, they came on to talk metal shark bro. And so we were talking scout and Charlie, Charlie's name popped up and I was super nervous. I'd never done an, uh, I'd never done like a podcast interview before I'd done other podcasts, but had right. like, uh, writers on there. And so I had a few drinks uh, and, and <laughs> so they were talking about Charlie's Kickstarter and everybody, it was kind of a mess. And there was like almost six, uh, yeah, six people, um, in the whole podcast, like two creatives, four hosts. There's, mm-hmm. just, there's too many, too many mouths on the mic, right? So like, right. everyone's talking at the same time. And, and I was like, I said, I was like, oh yeah, that dude's dick exploded in the preview pages, and I backed it. I was like, here's sixty dollars, <laughs> and everybody quit talking. And Kevin Cuff was like, what did you just say, Blake? Mic drop. Like, <laughs> I was like, in the preview pages, like for Glaria, this dude's dick explodes, and I was like, I'm, I'm backing it. That looks awesome and and i i did the same thing like i got the hardcover of white ash and Mm -hmm. charlie sent those out early he sent Uh, those out early and i got that hardcover and read it and it i was like holy shit it's so good it's It's so good it's so so good yeah and charlie's just such a nice guy anytime i have a question about anything anytime i have like a comic industry rant about anything he listens he he puts up with all my like (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's he's a good he's a good dude to know and and be able to talk to you he's so smart um Mm -hmm. he's just again he's um i love how passionate he is about like just the kickstarter community and stuff too i mean he told i told him i was like man i always know i'm in a good place um excuse me sorry because uh the the uh if i back a kickstarter because i follow him on kickstarter oh yeah because he tells he it shows up when he backs yeah he's he's (laughs) like and it's like if i back something and it's like oh charlie stick me back this and i'm like yeah i'm in a good spot or if i back (laughs) something first and and he backs it later i'm like smart decision confirmed (laughs) so yeah he's (laughs) and i asked him so i was we were the other day some people we were all like throwing out our kickstarter numbers you know like <laughs> right what's your number bro what's what's your number where you at oh my god and- i don't even pay attention it all goes on my credit card and then i really you don't cre- look at it i don't look at it but you know what i do and you can you can do this too because you do your comic book reviews on your podcast is i send it to my accountant and it gets written off on my text <laughs> no my buddy said that the other day i thought he was messing with me that nope. is crazy it's all part of your research holy <laughs> shit yeah and you know what uh if you start doing like tv and movie reviews 
Netflix and all that stuff. Research. Wow. <laughs> like, it's legit. It is research because you're Man. reading comics to learn, to do your reviews. I'm reading yeah. comics to learn more about the industry. So, yeah, it's all part of research. That's wow. Mm-hmm. The things you learn, folks. <laughs> I the so the, it's funny that the same thing I, I had the same kind of like eye widening learning experiences talking to you, Ryland Grant and um, Brian Edward Hill. And it's funny because all of you are, are have like a foot in Hollywood and a foot in comics and a foot, a third foot. <laughs> growth and, and other you know yeah. you, you got you know, but you're in like different parts of different, like cinema yeah. and media and mm-hmm. and it's really interesting to uh pick your guys's minds and like just stuff like that i would have never thought that you could like be like oh yeah this uh is like what if i bought like one of those naked variants that i always think about buying i'm like i bought they're I not gonna know it. they're not gonna know it's a naked <laughs> variant they're just gonna know that you spent money on a comic book <laughs> that that 35 issue of of uh cannabis cheerleaders three that's it's a campaign just give them the number it's out right now (laughs) i don't think i think the title's wrong but it's about like these zombie cheerleaders and it actually looks really good i saw it it was on it's on kickstarter right yeah and it's got like 30 or not 30 but it's it has a wide assortment of of new oh i bet it does any any of the tna titles absolutely (laughs) not only do they literally blow up on kickstarter but they have a wide variety of titles well like I mean, not that I wouldn't say Syria Underworld Hustla is totally TNA, but he, but Vince definitely, and you should get Vince on your show because he's awesome. He definitely has like a huge array of covers and other <laughs> art for that book all nice. over the place. Yeah, Vince is a good guy. He was my editor on issue one of Duplicate. He's over at Aspen Comics as their editor in chief. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. And you should Aspen check out his Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. There's always, there's always a kid. There's always new stuff there's always yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know I, I like cover it and like watch like I, I you know i keep following like everybody and trying to like learn stuff and i get all my emails are just kickstarter emails it's just like yeah i try to like <laughs> i haven't even that's the thing i've been so busy with the situation with my grandfather that i haven't even done my emails <laughs> to my other campaigns to be like i'm live because i'm just like <laughs> I, I i maybe this weekend i'll get to it yeah <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, at least, at least it's, uh, I guess that's one of the pluses of Kickstarter that a lot of people don't realize is that even if, uh, even if you get tossed a grenade, you know, like that campaign is still live. People can still click on that website. People can still mm-hmm. back it. You know, you, it helps to be reminding people, but even if, even if you're not doing, you know, if, you know, five to 20 podcasts a week or however crazy <laughs> you get with it. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, people, it's still there, you know, and it's, it's, it's easy for people to retweet. Like people always tell me like, they're like, man, like this stuff, I know I'm to do extra stuff for Kickstarter too, but like I get bored at work, you know, and I'm, I <laughs> I'm sitting at a screen. So my Twitter is right. always open. And so like in between calls, like I'll see a Kickstarter and retweet it with something funny. And then they're, oh, like, yeah. they're like, dude, thank you so much. I'm like, yeah, I just, I was just like, I was just sitting at this desk. <laughs> like I do every day. Um, you know, the, the write-ups and the interviews and stuff, you know, like I, I, I know people appreciate that too, but I get, I get out a lot of, out of these interviews. Like I just like doing it. It reminds me of grad school and hanging out with the other writers and writing workshops and talking storytelling. And I miss that. And so this kind of takes its place and it's fun. Yeah, no, I, that's, you know, I have a writing group with Ryland and Steve and Jeff and, you know, Ryland actually just sent this week, the script for jump three. It's 
for us to read a note on. Jealous. <laughs> oh, I just read that. I just you read, read jump one and two. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like I said, I, I interviewed him a, a few weeks a few weeks ago, and um, and yeah, I read some stuff finally to get caught up to before I talked to him, and uh, yeah, that's, he is I'm, incredibly prolific. I he's mean, it, man, he's he's crazy. Like, I, like he's when I so say crazy, he's, he's in it like the best way. But mm-hmm. I didn't know he was into like the meditation and stuff. And, and yeah, and, he's he's uh, I want to say he's a Buddhist monk, if I'm remembering yeah, correctly. He, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, he can like train people to meditate, and like he has like a license to meditate, which mm-hmm. is just, like an, a really cool thing to say because I don't think a lot of people have that. No, um, yeah, I didn't. I, all this stuff I found out. About about him and i was just like holy shit man but yeah the jump is awesome and and that's crazy like i would i would love to that i would love to know what goes on in that next issue (laughs) but anyway anyway that's good good for rylan good good for him we're talking about duplicate i I heard i heard that's what we were talking about maybe you have a (laughs) You have a comic book on Kickstarter. I have a right? comic book on Kickstarter. <laughs> um, and it's is it the is it si- it's the fifth and final issue, right? Or will it's there be the six? fifth and final issue of this first story oh, arc? Okay. Yeah. So there'll be more coming. Probably another four or five, depending on how it all breaks down. That's cool. I, that's awesome because I think it's a it's a very cool world, and I dig your artist. Uh, Thank they, you. They really bring like I don't know, just the whole package is really good and. The um, it's very like it's very high paced and it's kind of it's kind of terrifying. Like, nano <laughs> nanobots sound really cool until you read your book. Until you <laughs> and, read my book. <laughs> and, and like, there's so folks that haven't read it. Um, they mentioned that like before the nanobots can turn on you, essentially, there's this hum. And it was really, uh, really kind of bothered me. It was like really creepy because like. <laughs> I have bad allergies, right? So like my ears right. like pop and make weird yeah. noises sometimes. And now when that happens, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna die. And you know, <laughs> like, Carla's activated by nanos. <laughs> I always like it's funny because like I've had a sinus infection and stuff for the last and I kept thinking about that. It was like, oh, the hum. And it was just annoying. I was like, God, I wish my ear would just leave me alone. Uh, oh, yeah. I should send you because so issue one has actually has an alternate ending, the original original one it's the last page it's the same it's the same ending with Pamela but the panels were slightly different and when I got with the first initial publisher that I had before Second Sight they that was the only page they wanted me to adjust in the book and so I had adjusted that and so that's why that's the one that got published so but there was another version and that page will definitely add to your nightmares (laughs) (laughs) interesting i didn't know that they that they did that uh because i mean it's starting to be uh a common thing is is after a successful kickstarter campaign some of these books are getting snagged up and republished well this was back when i like originally did the first issue so this is probably back in like 2016 wow when this was totally done and i landed a publisher almost right after i finished the first issue but then they kind of it just became a whole boondoggle for about a year until mariana was just like i am fed up with this bs not with me but with the publisher and she walked um and she walked for good reason and she had gotten hired to do the Witcher miniseries for Dark Horse. And she's like, I've heard more from these guys in the last 48 hours than I've heard from this publisher in the last six months. Oh, wow. And so she walked and then they were going to keep the book, which I was shocked about because they'd always said if there was no Mariana, there was no book. But then they wanted to completely redo the issue with another artist. 
And I was like, I don't know that I'm comfortable with that because that just felt like a kick in the face to everyone who had worked on that first issue. And then one of my friends had suggested this artist as like a potential person to replace her. And I was like, well, I said she would have to do a test page. And when I I suggested this person to the publisher, I was just like, well, what do we think? I said, you know, she probably needs to do a test page. And they were just like, let's just hire her. And I was like, but we haven't even seen her sequential artwork. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Don't we need to check out if she can handle this before we just throw the whole series in her lap? And because I questioned it. Oh, and the other thing too was my contract said that they had to pay me for the first issue regardless. So if they redid the book, they had to basically pay again. <laughs> and they, I think that was, I think it was the both things that I was like, well, we got to do a test. Like, I'm not just going to hire someone without making sure they can handle this book but also because they would have had to essentially pay for the book twice if they redid the art. Whoa. And they didn't want to have a different artist for issue two going forward. So then they dropped the book. <laughs> Dealing with publishers sounds so terrifying. Like other, That other publisher than like- <laughs> was not the best. I mean, p- part of the beginning problems were my agent just didn't know what the heck he was doing when mm. it came to comic book stuff. And so he actually kind of stumbled in the first round of negotiations with them he dragged his feet and didn't get back to them for like a really long time despite me being like TikTok, like we got to get this into them and then he had all these like wonky asks that he wanted and so that delayed it and then by the time everything got going again then i guess they had lost their enthusiasm for the book but they weren't saying that and i kind of hung on to them because they paid for everything they were going to pay for the art and for the lettering and i was like oh. well, great because i don't have to pay out of pocket for that then but i probably should have pulled the plug with them sooner because they did they took like six months trying to do mariana's contract because they weren't talking to her they she would send them notes and then she she wouldn't hear from them for months on end. And my attorney was poking them and I was poking them. And it just, wow, it was a pain in the ass. And then I had to go to Mariana after she left and I'm like, you know, they're not doing the book. And I said, you know, I want to keep using you. I said, are you willing to continue with the book? I said, you know, I don't have the money right now. I'd have to figure that out. But she was like, yeah, I'll continue with the book. We would just have to figure out the schedule. And that's when, you know, I ended up doing the personal loan to fund issue two, just to try to keep her interested and on board with continuing to do the series. Wow. This is like super behind the scenes, crazy stuff that like I never hear about in, in the world <laughs> of comics. Like it's, I, I'm like wildly fascinated. Like, it's like, I just like, that sounds like terrifying. Like you, you're like, you've got this kid and you've got this a little kid and you're like taking care well, of I had a, I had a baby at the time when this was happening. He was maybe <laughs> four or five months old. And I think I was literally like, he was like on me nursing, probably asleep and nursing. And I was looking at my phone and I got the email from Mariana and I'm crying. I'm like literally crying because I'm like, my book is dead. <laughs> oh man. Oh, it was horrible. And I was like, I was like trying to get my husband to come in so I could tell him. And he was like, what's wrong? I was like, Mary, I left the project. <laughs> No wonder this this story is so intense. There's some fucking drama behind it. Like, oh my god, my life is just like drama had central. To fight to survive. <laughs> it, it really did. It really had to fight to survive. <laughs> that is the truth. That's cool though. Like, I mean, that means like it's a story that's destined to be told. Like things had to happen, and it that's good. That's awesome. That means five will be good, and I'll get the end of the arc, and everybody will be happy, and I'll get the cool black and white cover. 
it'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. Every, Blake gets his comics. That's, everybody's, Blake gets his comics. Everybody's like, you know, Blake, it's so cool. Like you do this stuff, and I'm like, I just want your book. Like <laughs> I'm just, just I like I put money in there. I want it to happen. If, yeah. if if me like being a goofy dude for an hour talking to you helps, like guess what? <laughs> We're gonna party. We're gonna do it. Uh, but yeah, like it's it's purely selfish. I just I just find books I want and and try and help you guys make that happen. I, love I, just, it. That's I, awesome. I, I just scream at people. <laughs> I'm just like, try Kickstarter, please, for the love of God, just try it. Mm-hmm. Quit, quit being, quit blowing all your money on Marvel and DC. They'll be around. I mean, <laughs> they, support, will, they will absolutely be around. Support everybody, but like, there's fucking like eight Batman books out right now. Like, buy oh my one, God. try a Kickstarter. Like, that's a lot. <laughs> it's crazy. They they do all this new stuff with um with the black label of. Uh, dc black label and it's cool but it's um it's really hard for me to buy dc black label because if you wait they put out these really beautiful hardcovers and it's like i'm sorry like Uh, why yeah and it's not like you have to wait like a year after it ended to get it either like they're they're pumping out these really nice collected editions quickly and so it's like i would rather get that than the the singles are cool like they're oversized magazine format but whatever i'm broke so i gotta be careful (laughs) (laughs) But I like so many, I still, so many people are um, hesitant to do Kickstarter and not yeah. like people know that there's great comics out there. My friends that won't do it are uh, they, cause they know like, so, you know, there is a price point, you know, especially if you want some, but you usually get like a signed comic that you don't normally get. And, you know, like better covers and cardstock covers, which DC charges an extra dollar for. And then you just, you know, shipping is, is shipping is the big thing. And that's, you can't yeah. blame anybody for that. It's just, you know, we get spoiled because of Amazon, but shipping is a thing that you have to pay for sometimes. It is a thing. And so I'm always really grateful when I get my overseas people who buy the actual card copies because it's a significant amount of money to spend. It's almost as much as the book <laughs> to do the shit. It's like 20 bucks at least Yeah. to do the shipping. Did you ship all your stuff out? Like, did you package it up and send I it I do out? it all myself. Is it as terrible as it sounds? Like, uh, uh, some say... people say it's pretty, it's like, it starts as like a, oh, this is like a nice, like repetitive deal. And then, and then you're like, I, I hate it. I hate it all. <laughs> well i mean i i would say the first campaign was a little rough because i had never done it before and so it was more just the logistics of figuring everything out like how the heck do you fold these gemini mailers <laughs> what is it how, like i had to find a video because i was like what my oh, brain no. is not functioning on how to do these and i was like how do i tape these things in so i don't ruin them and i you know i've used the blue uh painter's tapes so i'm like you can pull that off of anything and not ruin it and then it's all those like little things and then once you know where to order from and what to do yeah. i mean supply chain issues definitely you know what supply chain chain issues have affected it's the bags and boards i know i That's have the tons, really hard yeah i have tons of raw unprotected comics because i can't get the freaking bags and boards the that bags I want. and boards and and i I always get because my comics are a little bit uh bigger size i need a specific and and for, especially for the one and two perfect down i need a very specific mm-hmm. type that apparently like what is it the company that i use bts or something oh bcw bcw that's it um they never have it in stock anymore <laughs> since the pandemic hit so i keep having to find comic book stores that still have it in stock and ordering bulk from them yeah, it, I like the resealable bags. I hate that's and I tape. get the resealable bags. Yep. And uh, and I've accidentally taped too many comics. I'm like, I've 
really like the resealable ones. The real, yeah, they're, they're those, the best. You, those are really hard to buy, modern sizes. And I'm like, I, I'm stupid. So like I get irritated when like the bags and the boards and stuff change, even though it like, you can't really tell you, like put them in a box anyway and put a lid on it. <laughs> But they're like in my mind, I'm like, I know those, I know those are silver age bags, they're not modern. <laughs> I think they that's what I'm using. Right. <laughs> I think mine are silver age. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like thick. They're like the silver age thick instead of like the silver age thin. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's so it's oh, it's so it's so hard to be a nerd, right? They just like they pile obstacle and obstacle in front of my way. <laughs> It's like, how do we, how do we live with this shit? Like I, I, I bought all my comics and I can't bag and board them. I can't bag and board them. I just need tape, man. I just want <laughs> some tape. <laughs> I had to wait 10 minutes in line at Starbucks today. God. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yep, yep. You feel my pain. You know yeah. my pain. <laughs> but, but I just, um, I, it's funny. Cause I enjoy bagging and boarding sometimes. Like I'll, uh, especially um, you know, like when I have a lot and I'll like put on a movie and, you know, like it gets yeah, kind of That's what I peaceful. do. I put on something to watch yeah. and do it. Yeah. But I, I feel like, you know, it, you know, depending on the size of your Kickstarter, when you're, it's like hundreds of stuff. And not only uh, are you, yeah. you're, you're not only are bagging and boarding, you're bagging and boarding. And then depending on if you have tiers and extra stuff per tier, you got to like do all that. And then you got to assemble the mailers and then you got to put it in the mailer. Then you got to put it, then you got to do the addresses and then you got to take it all to the post office. And who knows how that's going to happen. Every time yeah. I go to the post office, it's for an adventure. And I, I'm not even mailing that many things simultaneously. Well, you know what happened this on this last Kickstarter? You know, my husband, I would bag and board and, and do the mailing label for like a batch at like a big batch of them at a time and so he was dropping off like a hundred books at a time and the post office was like please stop doing this because I have a small post office I live in a small town so I have a small post office and they're like you can just set up a pickup day online they're like please please just set up a pickup day online <laughs> oh that's awesome and so I was like great I could set up a pickup day online awesome I'll just do that from now on <laughs> See when uh, I, I I was selling some stuff on eBay for a little bit and not not a lot because it's aggravating and shipping stresses me out especially if you like if it's something kind of expensive like I sold my first prints of uh, something that's killing the children I cashed out on them like it was a hot lottery ticket and I'm not ashamed mm-hmm. of it and uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, and, uh, but I I took very extra care like packing the stuff like I did like layers of cardboard with painters tape like you said like yeah. please always use painters tape if you ever ship anything please for the love of god inside the box for comics and packing materials use painter's tape on the outside is when you use like the really sticky clear tape make sure it's all sealed anyway rant over about that but i uh i you know was very careful shipping and someone told me um i went because you know paypal has to verify addresses right so like mm-hmm. when you do an ebay transaction you have this verified address so i go to the post office and i'm like hey you need to ship this address and they're like oh that's not a real address and i was like well well sir it was it's on this sheet here yeah and they were like yeah it doesn't match up to what we have to print it on this label and so then someone was like, oh, you can make your labels online and then print them at the post office. I was like, cool. So I did that and I was shipping two things and the first label worked and the second label was a duplicate label, even though they charged me for a different label. Oh, I, was, no. I, was just, I was like, I was like, I'm just trying to mail like four <laughs> comics. 
and this is a traumatizing experience. And then I got to talk to you all about your Kickstarter campaigns and it's like 300, 400, 500 more if you're lucky. And, and yeah. you're, you're all like packaging these and, and making trips to the post office. And, I, and I'm just like, I'm like crying on the inside. Like <laughs> that's the scary part to me is, is shipping and dealing with the post office. Like watch the numbers, like, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it'll fun, maybe it won't, but like, Oh God, if it happens and then you have to do yep. all that. Shipping. Oh man, that just. Well, and you know, on the issue three campaign, I sent everything out last November. So like a, almost a year ago and I sent it out early November. Cause I was like, I don't want to get caught in the whole holiday rigmarole. People literally didn't get their books until like January because oh, wow. it oh, went from that was my, when shit was going down. That was when shit was going on. It went from my post office. All these packages went from my post office to the hub in Allentown and then they just sat there. It was like that that box in Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was like they <laughs> took them in and they shoved them in a corner and they never oh, I had to, I mean the amount of times I had to call and report it until finally finally someone like dug them out and all of a sudden they started moving really quick through the system and I was just like this is it was a nightmare. It was like total nightmare. Oh man that's that you you know what I'm kind of irritated at the world right now that like you're like a really awesome person and everybody i've talked to like with kickstarters they're like it's kind of stressful but you know like we did it and then you're like your kickstarter story is like really intense and it's like why like i it blows my mind like you i feel like these should have been easy campaigns like i love I read a lot of indie comics and these are like really good standout, great sci-fi. Thank and you. It, just, <laughs> it pisses me off that you're like, you had to like struggle through these Kickstarters. Like I should, that shit should have been like cakewalk, easy town. <laughs> the first two, I get that. Cause that was probably. Yeah. Cause it's device, new. It's yeah. You know, people didn't know. Yeah. But after, like, I was, I was fucking hooked. Like, like it was that first issue was great. And then, like I said, when we talked about it earlier, like switching the protagonist, switching up the, switching up the point of view you didn't switch up the story because it was still that Mm -hmm. that rolling thread and and what's going on but you know the whole new point of view and a different perspective and a different character and and it's still like in that world and you never really leave it like yeah i don't know like it was so cool and i like i can't and then like yeah like third three and four i haven't read four yet because i didn't want to spoil anything on the podcast (laughs) because i was like I, cause I, I've read, like I've read, I read, reread one through three. And then I was like, do I read four? And then I was like, you're going to say something though. <laughs> and you're going to, then you're going to put this out on Wednesday. And uh, so, yeah, as, as a, as a protection to your, to your fans and my listeners, I, I, I held off, even though I really did want to know, cause it's getting crazy. Well, you, can, you can read it over the weekend if you want. I can, now. I can read it now. You yeah. can read it over the weekend. Um, and I probably blew your mind with the ending on three. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> just the whole uh uh backyard the whole backyard surgery idea is just like oh my god and yeah. and then and then like the the feels like the the stroll i know through, I, I got you right in the heart oh and then my I god life. that's that's stroll through memory lane like yeah like oh if a family at the beach gone terribly wrong <laughs> Terribly wrong, terribly wrong. Goodness. Like, yeah, that was, that was, that was an intense ride. Um, And yeah, so yeah, these, this story is so cool. And I'm uh, in issue five. The cover is so great. Like, man, that cover. I I love that cover. That's one of my favorite covers. That's a crazy good. I I love all the, uh, the, the, the trend going, you know, the, 
uh you know the, the coming apart and the the mechanics of it and stuff and like mm-hmm. the eyes that was a really good one too with the eyes uh but oh, yeah, yeah the eye one was probably one of the easiest covers we did out of all of them that was probably one of the easiest ones we just really done <laughs> did, are there like a lot of did the art because you use different cover artists right they're no not it's the same team. cover artists on the whole thing i have oh, the- like on the second site versions there's B covers. So those have different covers, but for okay. the main A covers, it's always been the same team of Layla Del Duca and Owen Gianni. Okay. And then, uh, and they're, and they did the, they did the new one too. The yeah. So they've done all the A okay. covers for issues one through five. Yeah. They're just beautiful. And that's the, again, that's why the colors on them were so great. Uh, mm-hmm. and this one too, I like how, uh, the, the fiery, uh, like the autumn fire ish colors compared. Cause we've yeah. had like, you, you like totally switched up the color scheme, which makes me think like something's really intense is going to happen in number five. Mm-hmm. Cause it just, it feels like, <laughs> feels like a, it feels like a lot just from that cover. It's a big issue. It's, it's the biggest issue I've put out so far. It's going to be 34 pages. So awesome. it's almost 10 extra pages. And there's actually like a big sequence that I wanted to keep in, but we had to cut because it'll come in a future issue, but we had to cut. Cause it was like a, a time issue. Cause Mariana was given less time than normal to draw and then a money issue. And I also just was like, is my publisher going to publish a 34 page book? Thank <laughs> God they said yes, but you know, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's like strict rules and guidelines, right? Like 20, yeah, these guys have been great with that. Yeah. And- <laughs> I was so glad because I was just like, I don't know what I'm gonna do if they say I have to cut it. <laughs> they, seem, I'm, they seem like cool people. I'm I'm glad they it sounds like they treat you well second sight. Yeah, but. and they you know, we get our residual payments like super, super fast, which from what I understand is absolutely unheard of That's cool. to have that happen. Yeah, they they're they're cool. It's always good, especially now, like when so many things have come to light in the last couple months, or it mm-hmm. seems like everybody knew, but they weren't talking about it basically. Yeah. that happens. Uh, <laughs> like, so I just, it's always crazy. Like I kind of understand like, Oh, like, you know, Kickstarter is, it's a lot of pressure in that. Like you, you put a lot more responsibility on your own shoulders yeah. uh, and, and you know, those around you. And if you can handle that, like Kickstarter is a great, a great way to do things, you know, of course, like having, a good publisher at your back, I'm sure is, is very, uh, it's not unwelcome by any means, you know, so yeah. that's good. I'm, I, and they, I, yeah, I'm glad they treat you well. They, that's cool. I'm glad I, I will continue <laughs> to support second sight publishing. It's so scary now. Like when you like, it's like you like something and then you find out that like the owner, like ate, you know, like a person, they're like cannibals or, <laughs> Or, you know, or just like they're like a huge creep or, you know, like kind of racist or all, you know, you're never kind of racist. You're racist. No, you're racist. Like, yeah. Well, no, the, the, like, whole, <laughs> the whole action lab nightmare that's going on right now. God, like that's a whole. Right? And I, you know, I know like how I know so many creators that are caught up in that, you know, Ryland, David yeah. Kipos, David Schrader. Um, I want to say I know one other creator that's, oh, Chad Perkins. And then I don't know if that's it, but yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane yeah <laughs> rylan told me uh i asked him the same thing i was like uh because this was like we inter- we did our interview and like it was like right after like the jared luhan stuff and like when he rallied the troops right and, and like that the whole like internet up here like it was every- that's all everybody was talking about for a couple weeks but anyway i was i was talking to rylan and i was like man uh i was like i couldn't help but notice like who's who published some of your previous works i was like <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I was like, what's uh, it's like, I, you know, we don't have to get like too far into it, but you know, I was like, 
because I was basically trying to grill him for like more banjacks because like please yeah and, I know I know <laughs> I want more banjacks too <laughs> and I was like I was like is it even is it even possible and he mentioned how he just recently got all his books back from them and I guess someone took like a picture of it he was like yeah and he's like yeah and, and he's like he's like I really want to post it but like I don't he's like I don't want to like make anybody mad or hurt any feelings when it's like I won while everybody yeah. else is like trying to get their books back and I was like, I was like, man, I, I don't know, man. I was like, I feel like that give people hope, but yeah, you know, I think so. <laughs> I could, I could also see the other side of that because the internet does like to get mad at anything and everything. And anything. Oh my gosh, they really do. <laughs> <laughs> like it's funny. I, I like you know want, I want my audience to grow and want more followers, and at the same time, I'm like, man, it's weird. Like I say something, a lot of people <laughs> hear it now, and luckily, I've, I've gotten, I'm pretty careful with like who I talk to and keep around and my social media presence. And so like, I don't, I haven't gone down any bad corners accidentally. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's easy to do. Like there's still a lot of people where like, when you mentioned that, like, you know, the, that group that shall not be named and yes. like, and like new people to the scene though. Cause like you forget it, but like every, every week, every day, like some person will be like, Hey, I picked up a comic book and that's kind of cool. And I'm into it now. And so like it, it we gain new, regardless of what everybody says and that everything's dying and falling apart. Like more uh, people are finding yeah. comic books now than ever, ever like, before. Yeah. Libraries have huge stocks of them, mm -hmm. all, all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, but anyway, sometimes they'll be like, who, who are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, you, <laughs> you sweet little, you sweet little exotic bird in the forest. Like, <laughs> like, oh, like nothing's, nothing's traumatized you online yet. That's yeah. fucking adorable. Yeah. I'm like, hold on to your innocence, child. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Hold on to it like a precious, precious jewel. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter hasn't broke you yet. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I know. I've been, I've actually, I've only had, I think I've only had like two or three people really be nasty to me. I don't even remember what the heck I posted about that brought it up. But as soon as I saw those posts, I was just like block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to, well, cause there was a time like, even, you know, like even like when the don't feed the trolls, when we knew better, right. But, it was, <laughs> right. but you, you couldn't you help were, yourself. Yeah. You're still like, I'm standing up for what I believe in. <laughs> And then you're like, oh, that was a total waste of time. And I'm all up for no time. reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it happens like, you know, so like usually before I, I go to work, you know, like I'm playing, doing the blog and stuff. And, mm -hmm. and so this is also like not that long ago. This is like me recently, like still <laughs> not knowing how to just leave these douchebags alone. Right. And, and so like, you know, and I, I something happened. I get all heated up and it's like, <laughs> you know, I, I go to work at 10 and it's like 9.45 and I'm like, rrr, 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 rrr. It's like 10 o'clock rolls around. I'm like still mad. And I'm like, yeah. damn it. Now I got to work and I'm pissed off at this dude who like <laughs> has already forgotten I exist. Uh, the internet's so it's, it sucks. Cause it's so cool too. Like you meet awesome people and um, you know, like you, you, you can start a podcast and get to talk to talented people about storytelling and comic yeah. books and, and, and rant, rant and rave about stuff. And so there's a really cool side of it too, but there's, it's like anything, you know, there's like, the, there's the dark, there's the dark side of the force and the dark side of the force. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially with anything like entertainment related. Cause you know, like the whole thing with uh, what's going on with IATSE now at the strike, 
is mm-hmm. very close to my heart because I worked in film and TV for about 15 years. Yeah. So I have experienced a lot of what those people had to deal with firsthand. A lot of it, I was just like, wow, I kind of buried a lot of this stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, I did fall, almost fall asleep multiple times driving a car home from work. You just forget about it after all, because you're just tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that is, uh, you don't, as just a consumer of media, like you don't think about a lot of that, mm-hmm. you know, like how, like, you know, like to, to get that last shot or to stay till something's done and how many people are involved on those sets and when how many like- people are involved. And, you know, I think a lot of people um, think that when you work in film and TV, you're making a lot of money and it's glamorous and it's easy. And it's like, it's not, you're not getting a lot of money and you're working really crazy long hours and, you know, you're not even always getting fed. <laughs> you certainly aren't getting enough sleep. You're never getting enough sleep. Absolutely so the, never. The visions of like, tables and tables of snacks and donuts and beautiful sandwiches on the side of sets or that's not real that's not real i mean ah. if you have a movie it's the only that's good lo- thing about hollywood I i've know. ever seen well you know what's <laughs> you know what was always nice about film and tv at least for like uh rescue me was really really good at this they always rescue me always tried to take really good care of their crew so we would get like the best wrap gifts it wouldn't just be like one thing we'd get like a butt ton of stuff i still have stuff from that show that we got as wrap gifts and they always threw a really awesome party every I year. did not know you worked on that show. That's one of my favorite shows ever. That's so cool. Oh, I have wow. a cameo in at least one episode and I'm trying to think what else I have that you might see. Like some of my dad's art got hung up in the backgrounds of things and That's then so cool. I helped name a bunch of stuff. So like stuff, I, you know, yeah, I worked at, oh, do you remember? You might remember this. Uh, there was this rant. It was probably Tommy's character that did it about Amy Winehouse kind of yeah i'll have to find it but like you know the standards and practices people were like oh we can't say that and i had i'll have to see if i can find the email somewhere in my emails where i had to basically argue why we could say all this stuff about amy winehouse now this is before she (laughs) passed away because now it like it looks like it's in horribly bad taste but this is before she passed passed away and i had to basically argue that we weren't breaking new ground with what we were saying about her that this was all you know a riff on stuff that was already out out in the public domain that had been said about her before. It was probably one of the craziest emails I ever had to send <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to see if I can find it and send it to you. That's so, <laughs> so like, so you, you've been in the writer's room for several, cause I knew you worked on suits and like, that's, that's on like your, like your resumes and stuff, or like, it's like always like when you Google. Yeah. Well, like, cause that's the one I got. I got the, um, <laughs> I got an episode and a webisode that I wrote for them, but I started, I started out in film and TV in high school. You know, I went to NYU and then I did Kenny the shark, which was this like little tiny show for discovery when discovery was like first starting out as a channel and it had Abigail Breslin's older brother in it. I think his name is Spencer Breslin. That was when he was still the big the big actor in the family and Abigail hadn't started yet. And then I, where did I go from there? I had done Spin City as an intern when Michael J. Fox was still on the show before that's, I moved to California. That's crazy. That was my first internship. That's and crazy. then I went to California. I did the final season of Third Rock from the Sun, which was on the same lot that Spin City had moved to with Charlie <laughs> Sheen. So that that was funny. I did a couple of pilots 
I did this program with like Touchstone Television back when Touchstone Television was a thing. And so I was there for like the first season of Alias. I was there for the first season of Eight Rules for Dating My Teen. Like all those shows that came out then. I was part of the behind the scenes at the studio side of it for those shows. And then I worked on Law and Order, the original. I did Rescue Me. I did a ton of pilots. I did definitely maybe Michael Clayton and Duplicity. I worked on a bunch of other movies as just like a script coordinator behind the scenes. And I did like The Good Wife, Brain Dead, Bates Motel, The Messengers. Wow. Siren. Siren or Sirens. I can't remember if it had an S or not. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. So I didn't watch <laughs> So, so wow. So you're like, you're, you've done more, way more work with like television and, and, and the Hollywood's the, the screen side of media than with comics. So I have a question then, mm-hmm. cause you mentioned earlier that writing comics was like way different. And, and, I, so and, different. I, and I get, I get it like on, on like the one end I get it, but I guess like format wise, cause it there, I know it's, I mean, they're both in a script type format, um sort of i mean you, like because you don't have the fluid motion of cinema in comics is that kind well, of why or? so like uh film and tv especially tv has a very strict format you have you have to follow and it a lot of it comes down to like the studio wanting things to be like at a certain page length or whatever especially if you're on like network or okay. cable not so much for like online stuff like netflix and amazon um but you have very strict formatting. So my job, the majority of the time I worked in film and TV was as a script coordinator. And so my job was to make sure the formatting was correct on the scripts. So when I would get the scripts in, I would do the formatting, you know, making sure the scene headings were done correctly. The act breaks were in the right place. All the names were consistent without the script. And just like the story was consistent, but among a bunch of other things like scene numbers and all that stuff. But in, and in scripts, a lot of the time, you're not really getting into your character's inner dialogue. Uh, there mm. was one, Bates Motel was like the only show I worked on where that those scripts had the inner dialogue because that's the way Carrie Aaron writes is she explains all of her character's inner dialogue and how she writes her scripts. But she's the only writer I've ever seen do that. Most scripts, it's just short bits of action description and then the dialogue. It's mostly dialogue. And you it's it's a fine line of like wanting to get across what you need to get across but without stepping on the toes of all the other departments so that they have enough information to do their job and yet be able to do their own take on whatever you need them to do. Mm. And that's always a really hard line to, to meet because it's like you want to make sure they have enough info where they're not coming to you with a million questions, but you also want to make sure they have enough creative freedom to feel like they're using they're using their brains and not just being like, oh, you said put them in a yellow T-shirt. Okay, here's a yellow T-shirt. <laughs> um, but with comic books, there's a lot more, at least for me with the way I write my comic books, there's a lot more description because you're you have to put in everything you want because otherwise your artist has to really fill in the gap. So you have to describe exactly how many panels are on each page and what you want, not only just like whatever action needs to happen in that panel, but just like what's happening in the emotional. I get into the emotions with my characters a lot, especially if I have like a couple of different emotions I'm trying to get across Mm. on their face. And Marianne has always been great about getting that. I'll be like, this is what's going on in their head. 
And then, you know, if there's stuff in the background that's really important, I describe that in detail so she knows exactly what I'm looking for. I'll include reference images. And the dialogue is different, too, because in in a comic book, the dialogue's all being read in your head. And in a TV and film script, it's weird because, like, sometimes what sounds what sound what would sound good in here when it's spoken out loud doesn't always sound the same. Yeah. So it's it's almost like you have to write the dialogue really differently because you have to make sure you're getting you're getting all the tone and inflection across in the comic dialogue when the person's reading it but in a film and tv script it's like someone's going to be saying that so that's that's it's like a it's like a weird line of like you need to get all the um, unspoken stuff across with the film and tv stuff too but you have to be careful because the way you write it might not be the way it's delivered by the actor or the way the director tells them to deliver it. That's why sometimes in film and TV, they do what's called tone meetings. So the director goes through the script with the writer so that the right director knows exactly what the tone is of each scene when they're doing it on set. But still, you know, that's why there's, that's why there's usually table reads if you can do it because how you heard it in your head is not always how it's going to sound when it's read out loud. Yeah. It's funny. Tone meetings sounds like something that like when you mouth off at a meeting in a corporate environment, like, <laughs> like, like, uh, here's an unsatisfactory experience on Wednesday's meeting. And so, uh, me, you and HR, we're going to have a little tone meeting. Maybe that's what they should call it. <laughs> that probably would be more fun if they called it that. <laughs> Uh, is there any like kind of so because I know they're both they both have big visual elements of like you breaking down scenes um, in, in one script and then and then visually breaking them down via like panels um, like is is there any crossover does does one help the other you think like you know I used to write poetry right and when I started mm-hmm. my MFA program um, I was on the poetry side of things and one of the best things I learned was like condense 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 always condense right yeah you can, you can still say a lot and eliminate a lot of useless words and make it sound better and yeah. and when i started writing fiction and creative nonfiction, uh that helped me immensely to, yeah. to in, in editing to you know omit useless words and and make my sentences better and very you know make them more varied and you know stuff like that and so like you know it was, it was kind of like one kind of helped the other even though they're both really different and i just always kind of wondered if because there seems to be some spillover uh, between comics and 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 movie making and and tv making and sitcoms and stuff and there's more and more like i'm seeing like you know bleed like people going back and forth to them uh and and yeah it does seem that way i mean not everybody you know like i mean some people kind of stay in their own lane but there there is some kind of blending and and I just, I, you know, I always wondered, like, I know they're obviously different, but if it like, if there are some similarities and if, if like the way you write a comic book script and like I said, breaking down panels, if like maybe that, if that helps writing like a movie or sitcom script when you're, you know, thinking of scenes and, you know, changing scenes and stuff like, you know, like a layout or like a scene progression. I don't know. I, I mean, well, with Duplicant, I would say the the pilot episode, which is all I wrote uh, for the TV stuff of it, is mostly the first five issues. So, you know, obviously expanded the world a lot more in the comic book and got into things a lot more. But the the overarching arc of that pilot is basically 
what happens in the first five issues of the comic. And so some of the scenes I was able to kind of like lift, so to speak, because I knew what the visuals were, but it's like in, for me at least in film and TV writing, you're not limited to writing just like one action that has to happen in a panel. You can just, you know, you don't have to worry about being like, and they cross the room. Cause you know, you can't have to <laughs> cross the room in a panel. Um, and sometimes I still do that to Mariana and she'll, you know, she'll, she'll try to give it a go. And, she, and I can tell when I put too much in a panel, cause it'll come back and I'll be like, Oh, I did it again. <laughs> and she's no, she never tells me I did it wrong, but she'll be like, does this work? And I'll be like, uh, and it's not her. It's totally me. It's cause I just didn't, <laughs> You know, I, I just didn't script it right. And I didn't, it, it wasn't clear enough in my own head until I saw her sketches. But yeah, it's, I found comic book writing more freeing because I had more control over the whole product mm. and everything about it. Cause it's like the closest equivalent is again, like film and TV. It's like, I'm the director and the production designer and the costume designer <laughs> and the prop master and the art director. You know, I really have to keep all of those hats on to help guide what I want. I mean, at this point, Mariana and I have such a good working relationship that, you know, I don't have to do as much of that anymore because I can mm. just kind of write like a couple of lines for a panel and she gets it right away what I'm looking for. Um, I love it, reading scripts like that, by the way, <laughs> that, that because uh, up, up until recently, a lot of comic books as bonus features and stuff like they'll include like scripts and layouts. Yeah, and, stuff. and I include the scripts in mine. Yeah. And, and I've I, since I've, you know, like I would love to one day try writing a comic. Right. So like I've I do read uh, excerpts of scripts sometimes and see how scenes are built. And it's so funny how some some stuff is like so intense and it's like and you're like you can tell like you're like really writing it on top yeah. of the dialogue and the exposition and stuff and it's like wow like that's just that's good prose right and then sometimes it's just like <laughs> and then like this kind of happens but like make it look really cool and it's like and it's like it's wild that like you know this it's a great book and it, and yes it's a moment and i appreciate like giving that to the artists you know like make it yeah. look cool but it's just funny how like some of these iconic like tom king uh he's one of my favorite writers and his scripts are like that he's very much like yeah and like this i guess like oh my gosh like, that's as, hysterical yeah he like he like <laughs> is like conversational with the artist within the mm -hmm. script <laughs> and, 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 and then he makes cool books and it's like yeah. hey, keep doing it man like that's, that's awesome. funny that's really funny yeah i mean you know and i i work with uh carlos pretty closely too because i usually try to make the dialogue as tight as i can once i get the final art from mariana before i send him the script to do but still there's some scenes it's like even though i've read them a million times over and i think they're tight once i see them laid out on the page i'm just like like, oh, that's not working. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be scary, too. Like, and, 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 uh, just that's one of my fears of like, how do you communicate with like your your comic book family, your your co creators? When like, like if, if as a writer or something, like if you give the script and they send you a page back, and like, what if you don't like the page? What if it doesn't work? And then you have to like tell somebody that, and like. Oh, wow. That just sounds really emotionally intense. I want, yeah. like, I want like an MTV real world comic <laughs> book show about like right. Kickstarters and indie comics and like, but like the bad side of it, like, like you know, like people that don't really know what they're doing. They're Do like, trying really to make, they're, yeah. they throw, they're like seven strangers, all <laughs> illustrators. <laughs> 
to, to no one MFA would survive. Students. <laughs> no one would survive. Throw <laughs> them in a little house with alcohol and like a bunch of tablets and laptops. <laughs> <laughs> or throw them in a house with no access to any technology and have to do it all by hand. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, like just a whole bunch of those, like the, the little black and white notebooks that everybody has. Mm-hmm. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> and no <It's>... pencil sharpeners. <laughs> Oh, and no erasers. <laughs> yeah, the, the, this would only last for like half a season because they they would murder each they other. They would murder each other. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that, so that always worried me of like how those conversations play out. Because you always hear like the good side of it of like, oh yeah, I work great with this artist, and I've been with this letter for eight issues, and you know, and it's it's like, oh man, but like no one's ever going to come out and be like. <laughs> Yeah, when I write a script, that's the way it goes. And if the artist doesn't do it, guess what? You could find another job. You know, like oh not, yeah, I'm sure there are people that. like that out there. It's, I mean, Car- oh yeah, Carlos is always really good if I have to make changes. It's usually I usually have you know because I go through and make notes. Sometimes it's just like small words, like cut this word because I'll realize it's too many words, like cut these words or whatever. But I usually have one page per issue. That's like my Pandora's box that I, or my, I shouldn't say my Pandora's box, my white whale. It's my white whale that I just cannot get right. And he is so, thank God, he's never given me a hard time about it. Although he's probably like cursing me out under his breath, but um, he's never given me a hard time about it. And I usually have, yeah, one page where I go through, I don't even know how many versions before I feel like it's okay. And I would say, I think issue three is the one that has the bar scene in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was my white whale, that page. That was my white whale. I, it was funny listening to you all last week on Kevin's show talk about too much dialogue. And what was funny is everybody's different take. Like a couple of you were like, I don't really think about it. I just do it, you know? And then like, and then pass, like, you know, I write, I write the script. Count, and pass I, I, I cannot do that. That would freak me out. That would make me more nervous if I was counting right? words. I cannot do that. I was just like, it's like, it's like editing a editing a, a tweet you know like when i'm trying mm-hmm. to like tag a tag a creator and put a link sign and then you like got to start taking out one word here and then yeah. and then like and then like leave or leave a comment that's the worst is when like everything's done but mm-hmm. i have to take a comma out that is like needed yeah and needed. i'm like i'm like oh it like hurts oh. me inside <laughs> Like, uh, but yeah, so I could, I could see like that kind of stress of like, but I already said 42 words. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's, it's just funny. Like, um, you, you know, writing is writing, right. But, uh, one writer is not another writer and how different yeah. everybody can be. And, uh, just, yeah, like that, that conversation was wild. And then, just, <laughs> and then just, uh, you know, to go from like the strict, you know, number count. And then what was it like? Never more than 19 or 20 words a bubble or like, there's like some rule for there. And, yeah. And then, and then a couple of you are like, uh, what? No, uh, I've yeah, never I'm, done this. What count? Words? Yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware of that. Like I was aware of the number thing, but I was just like, I, yeah, it but just I sounds always like a try. Lot. I would say that's the big thing I do the most changes that I do is usually cutting words. And it's not because I'm counting the words. It's just because I can tell that I don't need this word. It's, you know, it'll get across what I'm saying without like these two words or the words. Yeah. That's, I keep telling myself that this is why, like I, so when I was in grad school, my, my thesis advisor, um, 
he everybody knew i like comic books well because i'd be like reading them like you know right. sitting in, you know because it's like campus campus wasn't like super far from me because i live in mm-hmm. kansas city and it's like a big little city right but uh you know i was like i, I didn't really want to drive 25 minutes in between classes home or what you know right. like, and i worked i was working at a bar that was down the street from school so it was like just stay in the area and save oh, money nice. i guess yeah. And, uh, and so I would, you know, I'd be like hanging out in the hallways, like reading comic books in between my classes. So like everybody knew I was a nerd. And, uh, and, and I told my thesis advisor one time, I was like, he's like, you know, well, what do you want to do? He's like, you know, you write, you write pretty good, you know, creative essays. And he's like, your fiction's not bad. And he, he's like, what do you want to spend? And I was like, man, I kind of want to write a comic. And he laughed at me. He was, like, he was like, why? And, and part of it, like later I knew he was kind of, or I, I like to think that he thought I was a decent writer, you know, and just to him, right. he was like, why would you want to write comic books when you could try right. and write for literary journals and get your short stories published and stuff, you know, like, right. cause I, that's I not hope. as cool as comics. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, they, like they don't have like short story cons. <laughs> They do that. <laughs> like, I mean, they, there's like AWP, like the one, like the one, like writer centric con uh, convention deal. But even still, that's not like the comic book con. Like, there's not no. like actors and stuff don't go there. And, and so, anyways, it's just a different world. But, but yeah, so that kind of messed me up. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm stupid for thinking I should oh, like no. want to write comics. And then, and then, yeah, I ended up stuff happened and I dropped out of school and got depressed. And then I didn't write anything for a long time. And then I started writing reviews and then. Well, now, you're excellent at writing. Now, here reviews. We are. Yeah. Well, thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I want to, I, I, I'm hoping like uh, that's like the baby step, right? Cause like I didn't write for a really long time. And then I, I was going to write for a website many years ago mm-hmm. and I, um, I did not like the review. Like I wrote this review and I was like, this is bad. And I like, I ended up never like even giving it to the editor. And I just kind of oh. like, I just kind of like vanished back into the ether and like went mm-hmm. back into just like reading comic books and tweeting pages out of them. Right. Being like, oh, I read this. And, but yeah, anyway, so like I, I started uh, kind of, I launched the blog and you know, the feedback was like really nice. Uh, and it also just felt good. Like uh, I forgot like that kind of emotional release of like writing something you're proud of and like putting it out there. And it was like, mm-hmm. I started doing that again and it was like invigorating. Oh, and so I'm, I'm hoping I'm like, I'm about into like going back into the creative create. Oh, I mean like review writing is creative, but like telling a story, you know? Yeah. Like, well, you know, P-Post started out as a comic book reviewer. I, you know, I interviewed him for a previous podcast and after I talked to him uh, is when all this started. He like, he, he lit a fire under my ass and was Good. like, he like, <laughs> I don't like the stuff we talked about. And he was one of the first creators I talked to the editor of this other podcast. He was like, he was like, man, that interview wasn't that funny. And I was like, well, an interview doesn't have to be funny. No. And like, like it was, it was me, him and David, me and, and we like David and I talked about our dads cause we were both close with our dads. So we yeah. talked a lot about family and we talked to, he, I got David to like talk about storytelling and how he talked, how he creates characters and, you know, kind of runs them through the ringer in mm-hmm. a lot of his books. And so like, we had like this kind of really intense storytelling talk. Yeah. And after uh, afterwards, yeah, the other guy was like, yeah, it wasn't that funny. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is an awesome interview. And a lot of people told me later, they were like, dude, that, that first interview you did with him was cool. And yeah, so that, that, and oh, I, nice. I told him, 
I told him about it. I like that after I interviewed him the first time, like he kind of got me like back to, you know, not just like tweeting about comics. Like I was like, you got me kind of writing again. And I told him like, thank you. And he was like, he, yeah, he's, and then he was like, he put me on his like personal <laughs> reviewer list email. Oh, and I was nice. like, That's I was awesome. like, oh. he, like yeah. So it's cool. And he like, he'll like talk to me sometimes and I'm just like, it's a trip. Like I'm, I'm still yeah. a nerd. Right. So I'm like, I'm like, why is David proposed? Like just <laughs> talking to me online. And he's right so now. prolific. He's so incredibly prolific. I know. Well, yeah, and it, all of you are, are like that too. It's, it's, it shocks me that I get to uh, talk to, to these creatives. Like you guys are telling really great stories. You're I, you know, I deal with a lot of indie comic books and uh, I'm, you know, I, I get the, you know, image and boom, like I get to read the big indie releases and they're great, but a lot of you are doing, taking bigger risks than some of these bigger publishers are willing to take. Yeah. And it's, it's so cool, like coming across all these different kinds of storytellers. And then that I just get to like pick your guys's brain and like <laughs> talk to you about like, it's just, it's, it's nuts. And I, I, I'm glad it happened. I don't really, I don't really know how I got, I, I just kind of stumbled it, like, I mean, part of it was COVID and talking with buddies on Zoom because mm -hmm. we were we were all like, you know, didn't have anybody to talk comic books with, and and then it just then, then I got into a bunch of <laughs> got into a bunch of podcast drama because uh, that's a thing. I oh, know. I believe it. I, I absolutely yeah. believe it. <laughs> and so yeah, now I just uh, now I just do things by myself. So that way, like if I get mad at anybody, it's me and it's my own fault. Right? right. I can't. It's, it's there's no one else. You know. So. <laughs> But yeah, that's how all that happened. And and yeah, so David Pepos was a was a big it's a big factor of Blake's buzz. Uh, awesome. And, he's and, a good guy. <laughs> and yeah, he is. He's super, he's a super good guy and, and mm -hmm. uh, loves doing interviews. He loves like, doing interviews. Yeah. Awesome. Like, <laughs> I, for a second, I, I thought like, I was like, I was like, man, he, that does just does not sound fun at all, David. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I, I like to think I'm a pretty decent interview and I like, I make people laugh and we talk yeah. about fun stuff. But like, could would you want to talk to like five of me in a day? And like, like, that's a lot. That's like, that's a lot. I don't know that I could do five a day. I, the most I've ever done is like five a week. Yeah, um, and that, that was, that was a lot. Well, it's a lot, especially when it's like, you know, you're on with a small human all day and then, <laughs> you know, you got to, then you do this and it's like, your brain is already kind of like fried and melted from small human world. <laughs> Yeah, you that you had a lot going on during duplicate. Like that's I I've had especially this lot. Like yeah, I've just had too much going. On. Yeah. <laughs> just too much going on. Too much. You're a, <laughs> you're like a you're like a like a strong un like you're like this huge pillar of support. Like your own. <laughs> You're like, I, I just, the, some of the stuff you've told me, like, and even, even now, like I've, I've, we talked about, you know, the, some of the stuff with your family and we've gone through similar instances there. And then that's just tiring. And to like, do all that with a, with a fucking kicks, the live Kickstarter campaign and, and, yeah. and, and you're, you know, and you're a mom and like, you have all this other stuff. You have like, yeah. you're I have a small human's through. life I'm juggling. <laughs> So yeah, like you're you're kind of a superhero. It's badass. Like not all heroes wear capes, right? Some <laughs> some have, well, you know, you know some have really like, cool hoodies that say, you guys can't see it. Well, oh, I've got I've got my hoodie on. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, my I don't parents got me this one. Thing. Yeah, my parents got me this. <laughs> it's metal. That's cool. I, but uh, like, what was it today? I'm trying to think. Yeah, I just had like the craziest day today. It was like I woke up. Why it was just not a happy camper from the minute he woke up. I think we literally had to force him into his clothes. 
took him to his horseback riding lesson because uh, he does horseback riding, <laughs> which we've been super fortunate. We found a place that's like an hour from here and it's only 20 bucks a lesson, which is like, I don't know how much lessons typically are, but I'm sure there are a lot more than 20 bucks a lesson. I always thought that was like an upper echelon element yeah, of society. Yeah, that's why when I found <laughs> it, that it was like 20 bucks, I was like, we can afford 20 bucks. <laughs> like that's totally fine. And then, you know, I'm like dealing with stuff with my grandfather all day. Then I had like an interview I had to do for him with this other place he wants to go to and paperwork and like why I'm like on the phone trying to do something with my husband having to pretend to be grandpa. So I have access to talk to this person (laughs) to get the paperwork I need for his pension application. And why it is like, anytime I get on the, forget it, it's like a nightmare. Drop him off at my in-law. It was, oh, and then I ran over a tree on the way home because a tree fell down in front of me as I was driving. Oh, wow. And talking to my parents on the phone and I like screamed. Luckily it was a small tree, but still like right in front of the car, no way to stop, ran over it. And I'm just like, I hope I just didn't fuck up the car. And then he wow. fell asleep on the way home, which was good because then I could just carry him upstairs and be like, okay, you're asleep. I don't have to worry anymore. <laughs> Why are you? Oh, husband? that was it. I, I've <laughs> never missed a doubt that I, it's somehow this unscrewed in my head what I wanted to say earlier. Uh, I got hired to write a story synopsis for a Christmas movie. Um, I can't say for who, but it's like my first paid TV, uh, TV movie work and like suits basically. And I have had, I had a deadline this week that I was supposed to meet on Monday and I I just couldn't make it because Monday was when I drove to Virginia to go to my grandfather's trailer to get out whatever I thought he needed from there. And then Tuesday I picked him up from the rehab place and drove him up to Pennsylvania and the whole ride, he's trying to get out of going where we're going. Well, just, just drop me off here. I, I can hitchhike. I'll just, I'll just hitchhike <laughs> into West Virginia. Someone will take me in. I'm sure they will. Oh, oh well, he'll drive me to my nieces. Someone will take me in. And I'm like, she's not going to take you in. I'm not dropping you off to hitchhike. <laughs> well, just drop me off at the bus. I can take the bus. Um, no. <laughs> and no, no, we're not doing that. And then, yeah. And then it was like, I I had emailed them and said like, all right, I'm not going to make this deadline, make Wednesday and then forget it. I was so toasted from Monday, Tuesday. And then Wednesday, he was not good at the uh, new assisted living place, just mentally in a bad place. I was like, I can't write. Like, I just can't write. So like Thursday morning, my husband woke me up at like 5.30 in the morning so I could do the revision that I needed and get it in. And I was like, I'm sorry, it's late. (laughs) (laughs) here it is i hope it's all right shit like you need a break (laughs) i need i do i really need a break i need like an awesome vacation at least my son's birthday weekend was good i got him what did i do with him that weekend i took him to sesame place on last friday in the evening and then there was something called the spooktacular hot air balloon carnival so he got a tethered hot air balloon ride and carnival rides and all that stuff and fireworks and there was a guy juggling fire so he was like super into that <laughs> and then i hired uh, a former disney princess who now works as a full-time firefighter but she does birthday parties and she came to my house on his birthday as elsa and spent an hour with him and his oh, wow. little mind his little mind was just blown <laughs> to have his favorite movie character in the house singing and spending time with him that's badass yeah i, I saw that's like this new thing of like 
kids birthdays and like these uh which i guess is better than a clown because clowns freak me out i would much i would much rather have a disney princess yeah and it, you know i i we've actually never had a party for him so this was like the closest thing that he had to a party it was just him and my parents and my in-laws because i just wanted him to be able to experience elsa on his own and not have to worry about sharing her with anyone <laughs> with anyone else but yeah his first birthday was wild because my best friend her mom had died a couple of weeks before and because her father was a veteran and was buried at like a veterans uh royal park that mother was going to be buried too and it just happened that the day they had available was Wyatt's first birthday oh shit so we you know everyone was like oh you keep everyone was like equally like don't do that and do that because you know it's your best friend you want to be there for them when they're mm-hmm. burying their mom so i was like you know what he's not gonna remember yeah <laughs> he's one years old he ain't he's not gonna remember <laughs> and it's not like we took pictures of him at the funeral so like you know i we went to the funeral joe played with him outside during the services he when we went to where uh, her mom was gonna be buried we just kind of walked around the trees and he didn't even know anything and we had dinner out all he knew was i have a cupcake in front of my face (laughs) (laughs) and then we went to a hotel with a pool and he got to swim in a pool so like for him it was a perfect day (laughs) hey hey, i my family was never like poor poor but we like my dad made a promise to my my mom's side of the family was like real religious right Mm -hmm. so my dad made a promise to my mom and, and her mom my grandma that he would put us in private school. Uh, and, and, and so, you, you know, I went, I like did the whole private school deal, which was weird and whatever. And probably why I'm not religious. Was it anymore. Catholic school? Oh yeah. It was Catholic school. That's <laughs> what my husband did. He was Catholic school. Yeah. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, it was just, a, it, you know, I, I think it wasn't that much different than public school. The only difference is, is like when, like in high school, when I started, you know, partying and doing stupid stuff. And I, if I didn't show up to class or showed up late, they'd call my parents. Whereas right. like bigger, bigger public schools won't, do that until like there's so many like accumulated absences but like yeah at like my high school you know like if you didn't show up like they're they call they're like hey just so you know like <laughs> it's, it's nine o'clock and your son's not here and then right. you know, and then it's like and then so anyway uh but yeah i i did that and i um i don't remember what i was talking about so that's cool <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh you were talking about dad. birthdays yeah. yeah my see i'll come back to things of it mm-hmm. <laughs> you would think like after this is like going to be my 15th or 16th episode i would be know how to talk by now but i don't it's uh, okay i do the same thing look i had to tell you all about my day to get to the story about the synopsis but so yeah we we weren't uh my my dad struggled because we were in private school forever and that was a that was a lot of money and so there when i was younger like the because we didn't get to go on vacations a lot but we mm-hmm. would go like drive an hour away or something and stay at some yeah. cool hotel with an indoor yeah. pool and yep. like that that was one of my favorite honestly and then we'd get like pizza or room service and as a I kid love room service. as a kid yeah. you're like they're just bring you food when you order like not just pizza like it's mm-hmm. a, and then you know get to swim and play in the arcade and and watch like a pay-per-view movie like yeah <laughs> i was i was a i was a pig and shit man like i was like i loved it and and so yeah we uh any anyway like the the, the hotel the the hotel party he loves vacation. hotels yeah, yeah. he's like, like happy cool. as a clam he, you take okay. him to a hotel for the night he's happy he's like we're in a hotel yeah I'm, you're I'm good down. you did it yeah. you, you're, you'll succeed as a parent he'll go to college he'll get a degree 
degree and then grow up and do a podcast. Well, like, you know, last year, <laughs> exactly. But last year at the height of uh, COVID, you know, because we didn't want to have them around a lot of people, we just drove to Valley Forge and spent the day in Valley Forge Park. And he was happy as a clam. And we ate outside at a restaurant and he got to spend a night in a hotel, which he was super happy about. And that was his birthday. <laughs> it's funny because I still like it. I, I still like um my family doesn't fly a lot when we when we do go on vacations we we would dr- we drive places mm-hmm. and uh and like you know finding random places to stay like you know while you're headed to your destination i, I just i love and and you know like shitty blueberry muffins in the morning like <laughs> i don't know i just love it it's cool like i i yeah. like that uh, so yeah, I, uh, and it, that stayed with me. And, um, even now, like, uh, my sister, my sister is the same way her and her boyfriend, like every now and then they'll, they'll go drive a few hours away and like stay at some cool place with good reviews. And, and that's all they do really, you know, yeah. like they hang out for like a, a long weekend and then drive back. And so it's funny, like, like <laughs> this, this thing that like my parents were like kind of ashamed about, like, you, you know, uh, like, no, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cause, Cause they're like, I, my dad said one time he was like, Oh, my kids never went to Disney world. You know, I'm not, I'm not a good dad. And I was like, whatever. Like he says stupid shit like that. Now that he's yeah. older. You had a happy childhood. He did his job. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, you know, I don't, I'm not traumatized every day. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was, it wasn't perfect by any means, but like, it definitely, you know, <laughs> I've definitely heard worse, worse, many, many right. worse stories, <laughs> but yeah, like it, it, and so it's funny, like he, he, that stays with me. Like, I still love going to hotels. It's still fun. Like that mm-hmm. just that. Yeah. So yeah, cool. That's, I, I like that. That's like, <laughs> not just like a Morgan family deal. I like that. Like other people did that. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I always thought it was cool. Cause it was the same thing. We didn't go on a lot of vacations and it usually was like, Oh, we're going to the hotel in like two towns over for like a couple of nights. And that was like our big, our big getaway. And my summertime, you know, was, I would go to Virginia. That's why I know the area where my grandfather, it, it was in so well, because that was where my grandmother lived. And so I would spend my summer summer's there. So it's like, I have a network of people that I still know in that area. And I would just be at her trailer and everyone's like, Oh, trailer, trailer. I was like, I loved it there. I thought the trailer was awesome. Like I've never been (laughs) someone that was like, I have to own a house. I mean, I own this house. Well, my husband owns the house now, but I'm just like, I was just like, I could be, I would be happy renting the rest of my life or I'd be happy in a trailer. I just, you know, your yeah, home is your home. Wherever you're happy is exact, where you're happy. Exactly. <laughs> you know, a, a, a refrigerator box on the side of a busy street. No, you know, or, <laughs> exactly. Or, or, you you know, keep yourself <laughs> cold. You keep your food cold. You're good. <laughs> yeah. You know, or, or, or a 12,000, you know, square foot house in the mountains, you know, and anywhere in between. <laughs> no i'm I'm with you like i i'm i'm pretty easy to please and uh yeah i i wouldn't mind renting and there's i deal with i book home inspections all day i my i work uh for a company that like helps inspectors all over america like run companies so i'm kind of a secretary um but for like a whole bunch of people and it's weird and I have to like always pretend I'm local and stuff. Like I can't tell people, I can't be like, when like people are calling and they're like in Texas, they're like, yeah, yeah fix this shit. I can't be like, look, man, I'm in Kansas city, dude. Just <laughs> bear with me for a little bit. I can't, I can't just come to your house right now. I know. You're not- like, I'm too far away. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, so I, I hear a lot about, uh, uh, home, like the, the stresses of home ownership and things that you're responsible for. And just like, 
That's why I didn't want to own a home. I was like, I don't want that responsibility. Like, like you hear the word mold and you're like, okay, yeah, mold's gross. If you own a fucking home and you hear the word mold, you're like, ah, so like. Yeah, especially if you have an allergy to mold. Right, yeah, (laughs) allergy or or child or, I mean, yeah, just like, it's, yeah. My my buddy, I I have a friend who, recently just had to part ways with some comic books to to help pay for a mold issue oh, in his house oh, and like that's sad. and no I, I mean he didn't have to like sell his whole collection but like right. just some stuff that like i don't think he really missed it but oh, okay. it was still it was still like you know <laughs> i got so my comic books my wife said i had to <laughs> I like, but like i mean he was it's it was like a, it wasn't something he he tried to say like he was like right. doing videos to do it himself and oh, she no. Was like no she was like Mm-mm. mold if you don't fix it we'll all die do you want to die yeah if it, well it's more like if you don't fix it it will just keep coming back yeah it keeps getting worse and, stuff. and it could make you really sick <laughs> yeah but yeah so yeah home ownership's not not all it's cracked up to yeah luckily my husband is handy and he handles all the stuff in the house so i'm like that that's your job <laughs> i was like you wanted the house <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I would be, I don't know what I would do. It's funny. My dad was a maintenance man when I was a kid and I, I used to like watch him do a lot of stuff and I don't, I don't know how to do anything now. I'm well, you know to- how he learned how to do everything he did. It wasn't because he knew it was because he watched YouTube videos. He That's just, true. You he can- watched a lot of YouTube videos and then, you know, his dad and his uncle helped him with like really big things but a lot of it, he just watched YouTube. Like he learned how to install a window from watching YouTube videos, how to install the dishwasher we have from like anything he's done in that's the house crazy. is YouTube videos. Which is funny. Cause I, I mean, that's how I learned how to like edit podcasts and like put filters over voices and stuff. But it's funny. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, I, you, I forget to like equate stuff like that. Cause we are, my buddy does that for uh, like car videos and stuff too. Like when he's working on, I have a, he's my best friend's a mechanic. And so like, oh, nice. He'll do the same stuff. Like he'll look up, yeah. um, he'll look up uh, like people taking apart engines and stuff on on YouTube to like follow that. I never would have thought of that though. Like like how to install a window or something like that. I should look up how to because I need comic book shelves like desperately. I should look yeah, up. Yeah, there's like I, I should, mean like, the amount learn of how stuff. To build a shelf. Yeah, there's so much stuff on YouTube. Oh it's, my it's god, a treasure Blake, trove. Oh, that could be like a cool blog segment too. Like Blake that would builds, be a very cool blog Blake segment. Builds a shelf. <laughs> Okay, so you can't see it, and I'm not going to show you because it's embarrassing. I have stacks of books Mm -hmm. all around me because during quarantine, I found out that retail therapy is a real thing, (laughs) and and I very much enjoy getting stuff in the mail. That's another reason why I got obsessed with Kickstarter. Um, But so I ordered a whole lot of books, and I joined like this Facebook group that sells like used books. Mm -hmm. Bought a bunch of stuff from them uh, because like even like stuff that goes out of print, like this group they have a rule you can't sell stuff over cover price so okay. like even if stuff sells out you may be able to find one in the group for oh nice not, and, and not pay like the ebay fee a gazillion or, yeah. yeah and and so like i've i just was just getting shit in the mail all the time and so now like <laughs> i don't know how i'm ever going to read all these books uh like, i guess i'm buying for my retirement well like, you know what you need to do you need to clone yourself yes yeah, yeah. like I, I even i even like busted out my espresso machine again i still get sleepy <laughs> I'm like, I like drink espresso all day. And then I'm like, I still like sit in my reading chair and read. And then I'm like, <laughs> it's just, I'm like, God, and I just turned 36. So it's like, man, I'm fucking old. I can't oh, I got, I got 10 years. I got almost 10 years on you. <laughs> 
Which like is funny in your 40s. You know, I look older <laughs> than you do. Like, I look like I'm 85. Like, <laughs> It's, it's good genes. Well, yeah. you know what I always tell people? I'm like sunscreen. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, on the hat. The hat hides all the gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do not have good genes. I just, I just like my family, I've like bad back, bad eyesight. Everybody's diabetic. I, I like everybody. Like, it's just, it's fucking, I'm going to have a hell of a time in the next 15 years. <laughs> something to look forward to yeah oh right (laughs) yeah yeah like i i gotta get blake's buzz going now now yeah too late you gotta set yourself up i know well that's one of the things that like this whole thing with my grandfather has taught me is you know assisted living is not covered by any insurance at all nursing home care is yeah but not assisted living and it's expensive yeah it's it's crazy expensive it's so crazy yeah, it's crazy. I mean, everyone always ends up having some health issues when they get older, unless you're my grandfather, in which case you're 94 and you're lucky that you're just now at the point where you need assisted living. Wow. <laughs> I Yeah, that's that's just to be that old. Like, I mean, just to, or even like 70, like 60, 70 sounds sounds crazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's like especially my dad, my dad's going on. Uh, He's going on 70 and, you know, he, he used to be like this wild and crazy bartender when I was a kid. Right. right? And, and, uh, he was also, he was still bartending when I turned 21, which was just bad. Like, <laughs> about to say that must have been an awesome birthday well it was it was an awesome birthday but like and he worked at a cool bar and and he was like the night manager and so like uh my first foray into drinking at at 21 was you don't ever have to pay for your drinks (laughs) and so it was you know like and i knew like you know like when i went to other bars like because that's what he taught me he was like hey I'll pay for your drinks. You ever go to another bar, you tip the shit out of the bartender. So like he raised me to be like a good tipper. And and then, and then I spent seven years in the service industry too. So, uh, but yeah, he, like when your dad's a bartender, that was, that was awesome. And now he's older and he's had like heart surgery and stuff. And since his heart surgery, he gets real randomly emotional. Yeah. That happens. He cries a lot. Yeah. And, and, uh, the other day he, uh, he told me, Cause I tell, he, he doesn't really read comics, but mm-hmm. like, like you, I'll be able to tell, like he, he loves rescue me and like, I'll be able to like, like dad, I talked to this, this person who like worked <laughs> on these shows and, and he thinks it's really cool. And the other day he like teared up and I was like, what? And he's like, so, you know, I'm proud of you. And then I was like, oh man, I was like, like, it was like this really cool moment, but and it's funny. Cause he like, he, he kind of wants to listen to the podcast, but he can't figure out how oh, and he, yeah. he doesn't want to like admit it, you know, like yeah, technology so, is not the friend of the elderly. No. And he's, he's getting, he's like night blind. He's got this, he inherited this huge, massive Ford truck and, mm-hmm. and it, like he got it from his sister and it's awesome. And like, he's he loves it and it's such a beautiful truck right <laughs> he's so not used to driving something oh, so big yeah he like he like runs into curbs and shit and he's Oops. like he's half, <laughs> he's half blind at night and like on my birthday they went they went and picked up pizza while i was getting off work mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess he like just totally went over a curb and i i heard him say to my mom he was like he was like i can't drive at night anymore and i'm like oh my god i'm like <laughs> You know what? He might, he might just need to get his eyes checked. It might be something simple. He can get fixed. Probably does. Yeah. But he's, he won't. He's all right. So this is, this is my dad. I love, love the man. (laughs) 
Uh, but uh, all right. So he's got dentures. He's mm-hmm. had dentures for a long time. His dentures are so they're too dull and he can't oh, no. like, bite food right anymore. Oh, he, no. won't, he won't go see a dentist about it. He won't, you know, like he like doesn't want to <laughs> spend the money. He doesn't want to spend the fucking money. Uh, he like can barely eat steak anymore. Oh my gosh. Like super, super tender. And mm-hmm. we keep making the joke that we're going to have to like throw his fucking food in the blender. And <laughs> this is going to be the first episode he listens to. Watch. Like he's, he's going to be like, no, finally listen to your show. All you do you're talking. Fun. About me, yeah. <laughs> but so, so uh he's 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 going deaf um he's got like a, a bad problem in one of his ears and he won't he won't get any kind of hearing aid or anything was he in the military ever no loud loud music and and not he so when he was younger mm-hmm. he got like swimmer's ear oh. and they, this doctor like drilled a hole in his ear to relieve the pressure and they didn't fucking do it right but like back then people weren't you didn't sue a doctor you just no. were like well they fucked up so oh, well. that's for you sonny jim um and so yeah so he's he's going he's going deaf his teeth are dull he's like <laughs> i'm just like dad what are you what are, what you, are doing, you doing dad, dad? yep so yeah that's my that's that's my stubborn asshole and so like you gotta said, cobble I, him together yeah yeah <laughs> So that's like, and so that's what I'm like. I'm like, man, this is like 35 years away. Like, this is gonna be me. So yeah, it's he's interesting. So your lesson here is take care of your teeth. Yeah. Take care of your eyes. Take care of your ears. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> and then, and I, I did quit smoking. So like that was a like I'm the I'm the one per I quit smoking twice during a fucking quarantine. <laughs> My husband had to use what is that pill that you take to quit smoking? Oh, Chantex. Yeah, Chantex. Yeah, he has. Is that to the use one that, that gives you the weird? Do you get like the weird dreams? Yeah, really weird dreams. That's such got, a gnarly side effect, right? Like, what is that pill do I mean, inside I mean, of you? Oh my god! The dream. He already dream. had weird dreams before this, but they were like up like ten notches <laughs> when he was on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should. You should like throw that into some. If if the pills can give you weird <laughs> dreams, what the fuck can nanobots do to you? Well, and you know, I think like any, like any sort of like antidepressant or anti-anxiety, they all have that side effect of like messing with your dreams and giving you weird, weird dreams. That's crazy. <sighs> yeah. I luckily I have not had to take, like, uh, I don't take a lot of, I, I've never had to take like ongoing medication for anything, you know, like I've, my brain, I guess works sort of, you know, it does sort of <laughs> what it's supposed to do. Um, but yeah, I've, you know, I've never had to deal with any like mood altering substances unless it was like the fun kind. And, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, so like, and so I, I've just never, um, yeah, I've never, I've never taken like a medication that did something like that to me. Yeah. So like when I, when he, when my dad told me about that, I was like, that's so kind of terrifying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they were, they were, in- I remember they were really intense dreams for him. Cause that's how he quit. My dad smoked cigarettes for 40 years. Uh, I oh, think. Wow. And, okay. and then he, they found scarring on his lungs and, and they, you know, caught it and they, but they told him they were like, it, they're like, this you is kind of your shit, shit or get off the pot moment. Yeah. But and he did. He 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 took the medicine and and started uh and, and he quit smoking. He used to, like when you could still smoke in restaurants. Yeah, he would be yeah, bartending yeah. and he would have like he was smoking. There would be three. He'd have like three cigarettes going like one at each end of the bar and one in the middle. So when so he, he was, was like, the guy that like would light one while the other one was still in his mouth. Yes. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> and and he could and he would like walk around the bar and like serve the customers and there would always be like a burning cigarette that he could be like. <laughs> 
Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 People yep. used to people used to make fun of him for it. And then the the running joke in my family is that he did some he did some bad stuff when I was younger too. And so the joke was like they're like you know Jimmy drugs didn't kill you and, and cigarettes <laughs> didn't kill you and booze didn't kill you. And the guy sold it because he's diabetic. They're like right. Reese's peanut butter cups are gonna fucking kill you, Jim Morgan. <laughs> And, and he finally he gave, he gave those up too. So that's that's also my dad's stories. He's like, I've had to give up everything. Like, I've had to give up everything. Yeah, <laughs> I quit yep. smoking. I quit drinking. I quit Reese's peanut butter cupping. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get into this with your with your father, but I will tell you a funny story about my grandfather that might make you think of my dad. So when I was trying to convince him to get the COVID uh, vaccine, and his nurse practitioner was like, "Well, you could get Moderna next door or Pfizer." at CVS. And he's like, I'll take Pfizer. And I said, I know why that man is trusting Pfizer. It's because of Viagra. <laughs> and it was because he said it later on. He's like, that Viagra stuff worked like miracle. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I was a bouncer, these uh, the bartender was kind of older and he had just gotten a divorce and he was like, anything that moved like he was right. i mean was, <laughs> right. i was like man good for you just living the dream but like it was it was crazy and and he was like this older you know good looking bartender and right. and this like in, in a in a party area a town that was a little higher class uh mm -hmm. like money wise and, and so we got like a lot of like shitty douchey college kids but also like a lot of really <laughs> right. really good regulars um yeah and, and just a lot of money being thrown around and so yeah so he's just like living his best life and and he's you know getting older and like i said i, I worked at this bar for seven years so like you know, towards, towards the end of my campaign there, he was, he was running into the, you know, like, like little bartender issues. Right. And right. he started, uh, he, we didn't, none of us had healthcare cause the healthcare mm -hmm. there sucked. Oh yeah. Healthcare it was, sucks, it was a bar, yeah. you know? And so he, he like, can't get a prescription of it. And I remember <laughs> they ordered this like black market, dark web, like eyedropper boner <laughs> no. medicine shit yeah and like and it wasn't cheap like it like a couple of the guys threw down on it and oh man it made like it, it made them all sick like oh, I, no. guess, I guess i guess i get worked but it like messed with their stomachs and stuff oh and I was like, man i was like why would you guys do that i was like i was like you're not dummies you just no. bought like weird illegal backyard boner medicine yeah. it wasn't even a pill it was in an no. eyedropper like <laughs> Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm uh wasn't mad about being single at that time. I was like, because I you know, you know, <laughs> yeah. if like if like you if you know, because everybody was sometimes hooking up with everybody, it was like, you know, like, oh Blake, you know, you're meeting up with your girl tonight and take a couple drops of this, and like you know, I would have like one night because because you're because you're a man and you're stupid, and we were all half drunk right. all the time. Oh well, yeah, I'd, drunk, be like, I'd be like, I'd be like, yeah, give me a couple drops of that chad. <laughs> I'm, only, I'm gonna go i'm gonna be a stud tonight and then you and, throw up on your date yeah and then, and then like yeah she's not gonna see me anymore because that backfired yeah I, and I just remember like all all of them like the, the weekend after they got it like that monday i was always off so like tuesday coming back to work on tuesday and everybody was like dude i don't know that shit's not right and i'm like duh, duh you're not right like <laughs> I'm a I'm a fucking creative writing major. I know nothing right. about medicine. I can tell you that that was a bad idea, sir. Yeah, that had a large red flag that came <laughs> with it that you just threw out. <laughs> and paid like $275 plus. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, 
that was waste like, of money. That was part of their deal too. They're like, well, it's really expensive, so maybe, <laughs> maybe it's legit. No, that means you're getting taken <laughs> advantage of. That's yeah. what that means. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that was funny. Those, those were the weird. I miss I miss uh, some like a lot of times I miss it, and then other times like I'm really I really like working from home and the boring right. office life and the quiet. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like uh, my body loves me for it. Like I don't eat fried bar food five nights a week, and I'm not drinking all. It's like, yeah, I was. It was crazy. It was. It, um, I was. I was. It was fun. Uh, but I was definitely probably would have paid for it. Like if I was still like going, like your your body just can't do that. It's not. No, made, after a certain point, your body's like, that. please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now I like now I like drink try and drink like a gallon of water a day and uh you know try, and what sucks is as I just recently found out, you know, like I haven't smoked cigarettes in almost a year. Uh I, I changed my diet because it's you know some stuff and and uh I do things a lot a lot better and I don't drink as much pop and stuff anymore. I drink more water and then I get this sinus infection and, and go to the doctor and they're like right. you have the highest blood pressure I've ever seen. It wasn't that high, but they <laughs> They like took my blood pressure. Like I was at this minute clinic for an hour. They took my right. blood pressure four times. Oh I was my like, gosh. I was like, am I going to die? Well, like, and you're what? probably get your blood pressure is probably going up because they're freaking you out. Yeah. Like I was, I was getting like nervous and then, and then the one doctor was like, she was like, look, it's not like the worst, like, you know, like she's like, I've seen people with higher blood pressure, but she's like, there's obviously a problem. And she's like, you're almost, you know, she's like, you're, you're almost 36 and you need to, you need a doctor. You need like a real doctor to go to. And, and I was like, okay, fine. I don't, <laughs> you're like, I've, fine, I've been pretty, I've been pretty lucky. Like, <laughs> I, you know, like when I get sick, it's sinus stuff. It usually goes yeah. away. I haven't had to get like no, no long-term medications or anything like that. So like, I don't go to doctors unless like I really have to. <laughs> uh, and now I'm like, well, shit, I guess I really have to. Well, it can't hurt to get a workup. <laughs> True. Yeah. And I, and I, I mean, I have healthcare and stuff, so it's cool, but yeah, I just, I was like, I was like, see, this is why they, they tell you like, you're totally fine until you go to the doctor. Like, yeah, I was fine, but I was having sinus headaches. And I go oh, to the yeah, doctor. Oh, yeah, those are not fun. And yeah, then they're like, oh, you have super high blood pressure. And it's then they entirely tried... possible that was just a fluky thing because they freaked yeah, you out. It's entirely true. possible. All right, cool. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to tell them when my family gets mad at me because I don't go to the doctor. I'm like, listen, Carla Nappy <laughs> told me on my podcast that it was a fluke and I was fine. Well, and no, I will she's say not a doctor. You she's a writer. Go to the doctor anyway <laughs> and get your blood work done. <laughs> no, I, I need to. I, I know. It's, that's just another like, we like I feel dumb because it's like I'm I'm 36 years old and the other day I was watching YouTube videos on how to mm -hmm. make TikTok videos because I was like I was like man like there's not many people covering comics on TikTok like there's yeah. a few people oh, really? I, was like, huh. I was like I was like man that might be a way to like do stuff and then I was like man I don't know anything about editing videos and so I started watching YouTube videos of that and so uh, and then I learned how to edit podcasts recently I learned how to make a blog and stuff all this and and so it's like, I'm learning how to do all this shit, but then like, so I know how to do this like useless comic book journalism shit, but like, <laughs> like, like, Hey, you need to find a doctor. And I'm like, but how? Like, Oh, <laughs> I know. They don't make any hopeless, of that stuff easy. It's a hopeless yeah. endeavor. Like it, it, <laughs> I, I looked at like, cause I went to like, I logged into my insurance company and it, uh, you know, like they give you a list 
but it's shit. When you look at something on Amazon, it gives you like four, five, three stars. You can like review stuff. Like (laughs) I was like, where's the stars? Where's the ratings for these doctors? Who's who's your insurance company? Humana. Humana. Okay. Some insurance companies will have ratings for the doctors. Not all of them do, but what I usually do is I'll pick like a couple of names and then I'll do a Google search and I'll find the ones that have the best ratings And then sometimes what I also do is if there's like a local group for your area where you can get like information, like around here, there's like what's happening in Leighton type of groups. You can always go on there and be like, I'm looking for a primary care physician. Does anyone have anyone that they like? And you might get a bunch of suggestions and then you can see if your insurance takes any of them. And if they're taking new patients. (laughs) That's another deal I noticed was on the list. There were a lot uh, because I I started just looking at like convenience, like close to Mm -hmm. me. Like, you know, I'll, I'll go to Dr. Kevorkian if he's down the street, like it's fine. You know, I just <laughs> right, wanna, right. You're like, he's, it's okay. he's, he's right next door. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like I got a cough. Give me, give me a script. Uh, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> not that script. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I noticed that too. A lot of them were like not taking new patients. And I'm like, man, like this list is not updated. So well, yeah. that's my, my kids um pediatrician is in new jersey two hours away from me because oh, i couldn't wow. find one around me that was taking new patients and took my insurance wow that's i'll just die i'm not driving two hours <laughs> <laughs> you should be able to you should totally be able to find someone but yeah i bet like there's probably like a facebook group that you could ask Pro- to see yeah, if they probably. recommend anyone i just feel dumb like i it's like you're 36 years old you should know like how to balance a checkbook which is that's actually a dead skill we don't need to know how to do that anymore uh we should know how to like check our bank balance app to know when we can't spend money anymore <laughs> which absolutely uh, that part i do absolutely. know absolutely <laughs> uh, and then uh you know you, you should know you know you should maybe know how to find a doctor <laughs> you know <laughs> like, they don't they don't make any of that stuff direct and especially with the way insurance is it's like especially if you have like a tiered insurance was this doctor in tier one or tier two? Oh, i know do i have a deductible weird. wait is it a copay like what, what? <laughs> yeah i did i did the first doctor visit i did i did one of those like skype doctors yeah. uh and i like and they were they gave me pills and then for like a few days i felt better and then the script was almost gone and i the sinus infection came back mm-hmm. and then so i did another doctor call which to my father's amusement because he was like he was like it didn't work the first time why are you doing it again like <laughs> he's like i just don't like this i don't like this seeing a doctor deal without going to see a doctor he's right. like this is they're ripping you off like this is technology's great but this isn't right like he was just against <laughs> he just it. didn't understand it at all and um yeah this the second skype call i was like yeah they put me on this pill and it's not working and like i've got like the cooling gel head headache oh. pad on like while <laughs> yeah. i'm talking to this chick on skype and i'm just like look i really don't feel and she's like you know you don't look that good and i was like yeah. <laughs> I don't want to die. Yeah. And, was, and so she's like, she's like, well, I'm so sorry, but you need to go see a doctor. We can't do anything. And they charged me another 40 fucking dollars oh, no. to tell me that they couldn't help me. I was uh, like, well, shit. That's yeah. not cool. That's not yeah. cool. So yeah, that I was like, <laughs> and then I, I had to like alter some 
alter some kickstart pledges. I was like, yeah. I was like, well, I fucking had to pay for medicine and a doctor, so we got to go digital on a couple. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know that feeling. That's the worst. <laughs> medicine, medicine, and every all that stuff is too expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been a weird like, uh, like just just being sick for two weeks scared me. Like I thought I had COVID for a little bit because shit yeah. wasn't going away, but I didn't. I never had a fever. Didn't know what was going on. Right. Um. So that was just kind of scary. I'd never been sick for that long. And to have all that happen, like while my podcast is starting to take off and oh. then like freaking out about like not posting on the blog and, right. and and literally like my, like, I love reading comics. And so for a couple of weeks, like I didn't really get to read comics. No, because your like, eyes are probably like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they were like, they're like, no, I don't, I really don't want to look at this tablet at all, you know? And, mm-hmm. and then like the, the fear of rescheduling interviews, like if I reschedule one, like if I feel better, are you guys going to be like, oh yeah, let's do it again. Or are you going to be like, you had your chance, bub, you know, like, I don't know how that shit works. You know so, what? Yeah. If someone does that to you, be like, oh, that's all right. I'm done with you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like none of my rescheduling has ever been out of malice. Cause I, even, even when like, you know, like sometimes when I have like a long day at work, like I get that moment where I'm like, Oh, I wish I just didn't have to do this interview tonight. But like, once mm-hmm. I start talking, like, well, I don't know how to shut up for one, <laughs> but I just, I don't shut up. And I just like, I start having fun and like, you know, the vibe comes, but yeah, it's uh, uh, so it was just a weird couple of weeks where I just was like freaked out and didn't know what was wrong with me. And, and then I felt better and then life got real busy out of nowhere. Then, I, right. then that freaked me out. <laughs> and then I was just like, I was like, God, like what is happening? Shit's just nuts. But yeah, I love it and it's cool and and it, and it's such like again like it's such a pleasure um you know getting to talk to awesome creatives like you um and and when you when you reach out to reviewers like me and podcast people like me and show an interest and and say that hey you you appreciate the stuff we say about you um like when a writer tells you you're a good writer like <laughs> I, I I just it freaks me out you know I'm not not used to that. Like, you know, when, when like someone tells you you're pretty and it's like, what? I'm not pretty. I'm pretty. You know, so it's like that. Um, and so I just really, um, I really appreciated like you reaching out, um, you know, sharing your, sharing your story with me when I, when I reviewed the first one and, uh, and just like, cause you were, you're, you were pretty early in the in the blake's buzz yeah uh, i think i think i was one of your first ones yeah and and then like (laughs) i wrote i wrote this review and 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 you like hit me up on twitter and you were like do you want like the other issues and i was like (laughs) i was like what this happens like you're just gonna give me comics to read like Mm -hmm. you know that still like freaks me out and then uh and you also so graciously let me slide into your kickstarter campaign after after it had completed which is how oh yeah I got that was three. the issue four one yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so like i i got i got all that and yeah it's just i don't know it's really uh getting to know you and and follow your work has been has been cool i, I appreciate you and oh, I, I appreciate you, you like <laughs> coming on my show and stuff and yeah and, absolutely uh, and again i know we keep just trying really hard to not talk <laughs> about comics in this podcast episode but carla has a really incredible comic called duplicate and the fifth issue is on its kickstarter right now Mm -hmm. and there are some very affordable catch-up tiers whether you want to do digital or physical there's some uh some cool bonus goodies to get 
and I encourage everybody to check that out. And uh, uh, Carla, I've, I've kept you for a very long time now. And so <laughs> it, as a polite podcast host, I know that um, I've heard, you know, based on our talks that you have like a family and stuff that probably <laughs> needs tending to. Uh, so where, where can our lovely, uh, uh, your fans, listeners, where do we find you? Where's a good place to, to keep an eye on, on your new projects, new Kickstarters, new comics, new whatevers? So the Kickstarter, if you go to Kickstarter and you just search duplicate, it should come up with the latest campaign. And then my website is www.carlanappi.com, which is K-A-R-L-A-N-A-P-P-I. And then I'm on Twitter and Instagram under Musings by Crazed. You and folks, she's she's worth a follow. Go follow her. Go back this Kickstarter because I want to read it. I'm gonna be really mad if I don't get to. <laughs> and she's worked hard on this book. So like, let's just let's get it funded so she can like take a nap and just <laughs> hang out with her husband and kid and just chill. Like, like, she deserves it. God damn it. Uh, Carla, this was so fun. Like I, I had a blast talking to you. Uh, thank you for putting up with me for a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> and um, anything, anything I can do or Blake's buzz can do in the future, uh, you know, new, new books or whatever. If you ever have a press release, you want out or something like I'm here for you. I appreciate oh, thank it. you. <laughs> and I love, I, I for real love your comic book. Like thank it's, you. uh, you've you've gotten three for three for me and i plan on reading four this weekend since i can't accidentally spoil anything <laughs> with my big mouth um but yeah I, I love the art i love the story i love the commentary on technology i think it's crazy that you wrote all this before the pandemic really set in you're you're like the seer we never wanted <laughs> no too much <laughs> <laughs> like, I, don't do much. I brought it on and especially because like the first campaign was like january to february right before it all hit <laughs> yeah they're even wearing fucking masks like that's they're wearing crazy fucking masks. yeah exactly yep i really wanted to talk about that but every every show i've seen you on like everybody's like so yeah like uh, you just dealt with quarantine by writing a comic and you were like no actually i did this <laughs> way before quarantine yeah <laughs> and then they're like Poof. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, well, shit, I guess I'll have to come up with something else to talk about. <laughs> hey, we, we, we rocked out for two hours though. So I, we, we did. did all right. I think so <laughs> I didn't, hopefully I didn't ask you every question that you've already been asked before on every other podcast. I don't think so. No, I don't ask any questions. I don't know. Like my family is always like, so what, like, what questions do you ask them? And I'm always like, I don't come up. <laughs> you just riff. That's all. I, I read, I read the book and yeah. I, you know, I, I, I Google them and get some facts and, and then I start talking. I actually go back to the comics, like when the conversation lulls to kind of like pick it back up with somewhere like, and I think a lot of my followers like us talking about life and, and other stuff too. Cause yeah. I think it's fascinating. Like we get, we get how you write, we get how you tell stories, you know, we read them, we buy them and it's cool learning about the people that create them. Like mm -hmm. what, what, what gets you interested or like what's going on with your family or stuff like, I don't know. It's cool. I dig it. <laughs> like people, people keep listening people keep downloading. So I'm doing awesome. I'm doing something right. And, you and, are, you're and absolutely I, are. I will like to point out that, I have a flawless track record of, of uh, people that have come on my show with Kickstarter campaigns. They, I have a flawless uh, record of they get funded. It is not me. It's not a Blake's buzz factor. I think I just like pick popular people. Right. <laughs> 
but also Kevin, Kevin has a good eye for stuff too. And you're on Kevin's yeah. show, which usually means you're in a, you're in the safe boat. So <laughs> awesome. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carla, I'm going to let you go. I will okay. like, we're going to post this Wednesday. So I'll, I'll edit it and get it out there and, and, uh, and hopefully, hopefully get some eyes on your Kickstarter and get some eyes on duplicate. And if not, we'll take their eyes out, and sell them on the black market. <laughs> That's what you get. That's, That's what, what you, you get. get. Mm-hmm. 